Hello everyone! Welcome to the beginning of the stream. My gosh, it's working. Fantastic. Uh, I really didn't think <gasps> it was gonna. Oh god. Um, I just I just went to host Table Story, but I was hosting Jay and he's bald. What? What? How bald? He's bald, man. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna have to go see that. Yeah, now we're gonna derail this for like one second and take a look at what is happening oh okay my right, computer's not gonna let me do that can you give me a print screen yes I will do oh. i'll put it in the blank space me. that we've got 100 right now um please show very bald just just show me because i can't click okay. it yep I'm, I'm 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 getting i'm getting there right um, now um well welcome to the beginning of the stream Sorry. of course the stream starts with pb going <gasps> Add something completely <laughs> random that none of you can see because that's what she does. That's what um, I did all three. Starfire <laughs> too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, and I can't... I always feel sorry for the people on the VODs that are watching in the future and they're like, well, I can't click that right now. Um, well, Well, nothing back. happened, so hey, look, here we are. It's Tuesday. Tuesday's Hi. here. What's Hi. happening Tuesday, Gray? It's I'm, been I'm not too long. Tuesday. I'm I'm Cairo. That's true. You um, are. So yeah, get used to that. You are indeed. Um, I'm just <laughs> checking my overlay. I had to scramble together an overlay. Unfortunately, Disby isn't here. She's feeling unwell. So please go and uh, send her a tweet or follow her um, Twitch channel and send her offline messages and offline subs that um, wish her all the best. I will be playing the part of Hilda today. Nice. I, if I recall, had a British old lady's accent, so I should be able to yes. do that pretty well. <laughs> yes. um, to be honest, every time you interact with Hilda, she's just going to do this. And that's how she's going to help you out. And that's how she will she be She was played. a little more assertive than that. I think you're going to well, have to give it a little weird. more. It's weird, yeah. She's, something's happened to her. She banged her head um, on the... Uh, I see. During the fight with the spider. You yeah, she just kind of clunked her. No, she got hit on the head oh, pretty that's hard. Right. Mm, mm, so now okay. she's like, oh, she'll be like that until next week. Because this okay. is probably a two week B team episode. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, he's not bald. He just has hair that looks like mine. <laughs> kind of. No, uh, unless it's under the headphones. I, I'm not, I don't have it live. I just have. Oh, no. His Twitter, uh, Vio cut his hair and then I guess he shaved it. I shall attempt to put it on the screen for you while we wait. Shall I put something else on the screen as well? How about some fan art? Did you see the amazing fan <gasps> art? Oh my god, I want a print of oh, it so bad. My yeah. god. I'm putting First... that shit up on the wall. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Very print worthy. So good. Jack Lack put some fan art in our Discord, which you can go and check out in like full screen um, gorgeousness, as well as all the other fan art that comes through. We have a Discord. Fan art channel where there's a bunch of stuff that you can look at. Um, 
but uh, about a week ago, maybe less, um, they posted uh, an image of Igan. Um, and then this week they posted an image of um, Lord Chibber in the chains. And it looks like thing that. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. So good. Um, it's insanely good. It's so good. And let me see if I can get something not as good. And it's bald brotato looking man <laughs> without crashing my computer would be nice. Let's see if I can... Uh, if I can put this on the screen so that people who are watching on a VOD can see it because this is the pains I go to when PB does the <gasps> something off screen meme. There it is. Okay, it's there for some reason, but still. There it is. Even more disturbing than the horror that is Igan the uh, demon or Lord Chibber, the, de the devil of ice, is Brotato's <laughs> hair. And why are they doing this? We know. Well, I, I, I heard it was because he didn't want to expose a breast. Oh, he's doing that. Yeah. He's doing that old one. Well, I'm going to put him there and he can be <laughs> on the screen with us until I am disgusted. That's also just the perfect expression of disgust. I know. I it's, it. it's my resting normal face, is that one. Resting perturbed face. Um... <laughs> There we go. I don't know why he's doing that. I don't know if that's a charity thing or they're just doing it for memes or what, but um, there's Brotato. I haven't heard from him in you. months. You know? Um, yeah, I thought he had gone missing. Um, that picture is on the back of milk cartons where I live. I haven't spoken to him in so long. Um, not since old ragtags. Remember that, Tuesday? No, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Mm -mm. Well, I remember zigzags. That was the best, yeah. That was the band. Big Zags, which was a spin-off. Big of a spin -off. Zags happened. <laughs> PB, you were there for that. I Everyone was. was there for that. It was ridiculous. Karen the Elk carrying Reeves. So dumb. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, here we are once again. It's the B team. Um, obviously, usually we have uh, the A team, also known as the D team. Um, they are the usual... <laughs> Through that oh God. not confusing now what at all. You yeah that's not confusing at all yeah i know as the main campaign squall selfie zell quistus um someone else renoa how could i forget um but today Quistus? you will be playing as laguna ward kiros um as the uh, b team the main quest you guys um have progressed quite far through. You just left um, Alona, you went to hell, and now are in heaven? Question mark? Something. You're in your own sure. personal boundary and kind of encountering these great big um, deity type uh, figures. Um, however, the B team is where we're at. And this is going to take a decent refresher. Now, what I probably should do is create some sort of um, like previously on video but I refuse it's too much effort and I won't do it um, no one would go to that much effort so previously I will try and sum it up for you um, the B team are a set of inquisitors it's a it's a side story it's a flash sideways somewhere close enough to a pretty much exact flash sideways as I'm able to 
do with D&D, which is all all wibbly-wobbly with, with time a lot of the time. Um, the, uh, the crew are a set of inquisitors. They're Arcanine inquisitors. In the world of Lacrin, in the uh, current era, in the, in the future, the, um, there is a, a combination of, of magic and technology. Technology has progressed so far that infusing that technology with magic is is presenting these results which are out of this world almost literally the um the world on the brink of of a sort of uh it was almost like a, a cold war situation where all of these these technologies were being built um created um a particular um arcanite which is still shrouded in a lot of mystery but there was a, a defensive arcanite that was being built by a particular continent known as Thelmesia. um when they built it something went wrong it destroyed the entire continent and pulled it under the water around 500 years ago then they put a stop to having this arcanite in the world it's way too powerful if it can do that to a whole continent what could it do if anyone's able to tinker and mess with this stuff? So, a um, a group were put together. Inqu- the Inquisition already exists in the world. They're kind of like CIA, FBI type people, MI6 types um, already. But they put a they put a new arm in in um, in place known as the Arcanine Inquisition. Whenever anybody is suspected of using, building, interacting with this this magical technology. These guys are sent in to deal with it by literally any means necessary. They can go in and they can kill, they can they can peacefully stop, they can trick, they can coerce, they can bribe, they can do anything to put a stop to it. They literally have a license to kill, a license to do practically whatever they want. Um, and, uh, and a little while ago, two of them were sent on a mission. Um, Lyra and Cairo were sent to investigate suspicious activity in uh, in Alexandria a place called Caspon Wharf to look into um, uh, the the disappearance of one of their their members of the team who uh, was looking into the disappearance of another member of their team so you guys are disappearing all over the place looking into this particular Arcanine. Um when you went there you looked into it there's certainly some some fishy things going on. You encountered a figure known as Geo, who said that uh, his crew, and I can't remember exactly what was said in which episode, but either way, um, his crew uh, are known as he the Dragonfly. He didn't say anything, which is why he, he was so fucking yeah. terrifying. Right, but you encountered him again, so I'll kind of lump it all into one. Yes, you, um, and he knows who we are. He knew everything oh. about you. Um, he seemed to have way more information about you than than any anyone should have, um, since you're all you know secret agents basically. Um, the uh, the uh, and that he was part of this crew known as the Dragonfly Crew. He had a big Dragonfly tattoo on his neck, um, and the Dragonfly Crew appear to be a a, a, a ship, a group of people. Um, uh, that are putting together Arcanine and, and, and sailing around covertly collecting um, pieces of Arcanine. You uh, you brought this back. You guys headed off onto a, n- another mission with everybody in tow um, and boarded a ship to uh, look into more Arcanine suspicions. You found on this ship that there were people that were involved with the dragon 
supply crew that had a thing that was essentially a submarine. It would not look anything like one of our submarines in terms of technology, but like a rudimentary old kind of clockwork steampunk looking submarine. It was powered by magic, um, essentially a piece of Arcanite, very illegal. You commandeered it, in fact tinkered with it and made it into your own thing. You got reinforcements in the form of Hilda Ruiz, who is uh, sort of an elderly lady who is awesome with swords. Um, and you all jumped into this submarine, went underwater um, under your new orders from the Arch Inquisitor themselves, who said that somewhere under the water, around the ruins of Thelmesia, that that continent that was pulled into the water about 500 years ago, um, somebody has built an Arcanai, which he claimed to have been uh, the most powerful Arcanai that they've encountered since the um, destruction of Thalmacia. Um, he said that there's a, a big maelstrom that's kind of extremely dangerous around the area. Um, he said that you potentially only have one shot to go down there. Um, you have to investigate it. Um, he said that about a week ago in game time, they used this Arcanite to activate a, a weapon of some sort or some sort of powerful thing that is the uh, the thing, whatever whatever is going on with this snow. There's a snow phenomena where the snow is falling all over the world. Um, he believes it to have been this machine that caused that in some way. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, doesn't have all the information, but whatever is was happening happened immediately after this weapon was used um your mission here is essentially to go down there and find out what they're planning and, and put a stop to it they have to be stopped um he uh ended the the sort of weird magical phone call that he had going on with you um with the uh the words if you don't stop it it could very well spell the end of all life on the world it, it's ridiculous um, he also said, if possible, find out who orchestrated this and why. So you went down there, you managed to break through, you got, you found this place um, underwater inside of this maelstrom. There is part of the continent which, which remains um, and is caught inside of this strange um, sphere almost, this maelstrom of, of um, a bubble underwater of, uh, of land miles and miles across you immediately encountered your old friend geo again who said that you guys he wanted to stop you that you were too late anyway um, that you were only there to control them um and then he set on you this arcanine spider thing um you guys encountered the spider you fought with it you defeated it he disappeared it seems that he was an illusion of some sort that had been cast and they've been doing this a couple times um, and he was controlling it remotely in some way and then it came back to life and you engaged in combat with it again and that was the last time we saw you do you recall and do you have any questions or refresher questions that you wanted me to uh, answer because obviously it's a big amount of time between these B-team episodes that we do I feel like Geo said something um, that made us feel like uh the activation of whatever that device was was upon us like he uh, might have he even like, mentioned it's not hours. that long now yeah i think he said it's not not a lot of time until it's activated right okay yeah i felt a sense of urgency as well mm -hmm. yeah okay. sure, in yeah. my notes are underlined gotta stop them 
mm-hmm. that's it that's all i have so i think it's like a yeah i can't remember exactly what he said but he basically said it's happening now um, mm-hmm. and uh yeah um let's see errol pay did do a kind of magical location-y thing where where i gave you a little bit more of a boost on what your um spell was doing you cast a spell that was kind of like a detect magic spell and you got what was essentially the scent of a, a powerful arcanai directly north of your location pretty much a straight walk towards what looks like a mountain range obviously everything here is just chewed up land that was chewed up and then and then fallen in on itself so it's not really like a the type of um, mountain range or land that you would you would encounter you know on the surface but that's essentially what it looks like um and uh so you had a, a, an idea of a location as well of where to go so if uh if you want to jump back in we can jump back in um, let's do it let's do it i will uh i will you know what i'm gonna leave that as is for a moment as we return underwater because you are underwater but it probably doesn't feel like it um considering it does seem like you're you know you're on dry land and you're dry land um as this landscape spreads out ahead of you and again you see this kind of bleak landscape it's it's miles and miles of of area around you you're very close to this kind of um this vortex and probably it sounds something like this where you are it's just really loud horrible rushing sound that we don't want to listen to the entire time but we'll be sitting in the background for you um quite close to where you are is the edge of the world what it looks like here you have this enormous great big wall of of what is essentially wind but it's keeping the the ocean the sea behind it at at bay um the remnants of this continent which is all broken and and churned up and was pulled into the sea hundreds of years ago um lay before you it's just kind of an endless landscape of mud and gray rock there's this huge vortex of water which is frothing and white and spinning around you and it kind of looks like the sky it would look essentially like landscape and sky to us but obviously we know that it's just a a wall of of um magically held wind and and water um it kind of arcs as well um although there is miles of landscape here you you would be able to see the arc of the sphere that you're in um huge huge great big arcing thing that 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 spreads out ahead of you but it's still something that i think you would be able to um take in the surface of the ground below you is is kind of mud and gray stone mostly it's just kind of fractured expanse um it's raining constantly but it's not really rain right it's water which is falling um thick and uneven drops there's no signs of life apart from like algae probably that covers several parts of the ground and in sort of thick blue green goop and there are small little lakes um, that kind of pepper the land ahead of you. Mostly just uneven rocks. Um, it would look like probably when you go to uh, somebody, somewhere near like the ocean where there is like rocks. That, that part between maybe greenery and the actual sea. And it's kind of a, 
a cliff or something like that with those jagged rocks everywhere that are slippery and covered in in algae pretty much everywhere is it's, it's like that um and each of you sit or stand near this broken submarine arcani thing that you use to to access the continent there is the the arcani spider big like the size of a horse really um but more squat and all of you have defeated it we're not doing the fight again but it is now a short jump forward in time after round two as this thing is all broken and busted up there's an internal whirring on it that stops then a sputter of sort of mechanical noises and then a puff of black smoke as it finally falls silent um Erope, you still have the general scent or sense of uh energy just just a huge well of energy nearby um that is again sort of directly north of your location and ahead of you is this mountain this kind of pyramid um which geo was stood upon before um and all of you are kind of sitting around i think probably taking a moment to have uh to have to have rested after dealing with this thing during the combat hilda the old lady was hit on the head really hard by a leg of the spider and she's been acting a little strange but she seems to be functioning she doesn't seem to be dying or anything like that she just took an up to the noggin she's not speaking too much a little more quiet than usual what do you guys do so geo is gone and the spider is making whirring spider just seems to be scrap metal at this point okay Lyra, what we, what do we do? We have to hurry. Um, can we follow after him? Are we able to track him? Did we see where he went? Oh, he was a he, hologram. He was wasn't a hologram. He? Yeah. He, oh uh, shit. Yeah, there isn't really. You don't know where he is, so not really. Errol, can you can you lead the way, or can we reverse engineer this m m thing that's attached to the spider? Um. Yeah, can I, uh, can I investigate the spider? Which, uh, thing? There was, mean? like, a thing that he had to wear. Yeah. Control it. Oh, the glove? Oh. Yeah, he, yeah, he has a glove, but... Yeah, yeah, he has the glove, but there's surely there must be... Something on it? Something on the spider that was mm -hmm. enabling a glove like that to work. Yeah. It was, like, the jewels. I think it had a few. Yeah. Right. Underneath um, its belly, maybe? I can't... Mm -hmm. I don't know. That sounds right. You, uh, yeah, Errol Pike, give me an investigation check. I clicked it. Oh, sorry, I did it twice. 20. A ridiculous amount of 20s there. I'm glad you, I'm glad you used them all up. Um, <laughs> 20. Um, you can. Um, it, it, it's not a quick thing. Um, as you start to look this thing over, you can immediately determine that this thing is is busted up it's broken um whatever it is is a combination of kind of clockwork and, and steamwork um technology which has been around for a really long time and then infused with um arcanite given given um uh, some sort of uh um, remote control technology here that's allowing it to be controlled from this glove or from um a station somewhere else presumably 
Um, you can see that it was powered using um, uh, these these stones that are, seem to be holding energy, almost the same way that spells might be stored in a um, ring of spell storing, that kind of a, an item, but it's been used in such a way that it can hold um, the energy that powers this, this creature, similar to what we have as a battery, basically. Um, reverse engineering it would be impossible. For the most part, it's busted up. Um, really, it just seems like you need the access and control point. It's more the other end. The glove is more useful than the spider in terms of reverse engineering this thing. Um, you would technically be able to take some things off of this and maybe use them. But for your needs now and for the amount of time that you're working with, you uh, probably can't do it. That being said, if you were given maybe an hour or so using the parts from the spider you probably could fix the sub i think that fixing the sub would be pretty important so um oh i guess i'd have to turn back to the others <laughs> um see if i take some of these parts i can fix our sub but it's going to take a little while okay well we can keep that in mind. We okay. just leave the parts here and, and uh, when we come back, we can maybe have a way out. In the meantime, though, uh, can I use I for detail to try to figure out where he went or where he might be? Also, isn't there like a kind of like a cliff thingy or mountainy area above us? Not a mountain, but yeah, like a mound of some sort, right? We're treating uh, this as north up on the map. Um, it okay. almost certainly is north, but it, you guys got up pretty turned around when you were in, uh, brought down here and any um, compass and, and items that were working in the submarine are not um, uh, not uh, functioning. They're just doing that spinning thing. Um, so we're treating up on the map as north. Um, okay. You, there is no, in terms of um, south, west and southwest, it's all just pretty much vortex so there's no real way okay. that way um, so the only way is forward north. options are north or east um errol pay i think you did say to the group that you sensed this um magical location or energy yeah. um north of where you are it really is yeah. your only clue and also there isn't a lot going on there is a, a mountainscape that just looks like uh, like a mountain range would look to us um, of two kind of mountain ranges that are about I don't know maybe maybe 20 miles ahead of you okay we best get moving right let's, let's go and I uh, have... does it take me a lot of time just to take the parts out um or is it the because I would assume that it's the build, the repairing of the ship or the sub that would take the most time. It um it'll it'll take you some time. You wouldn't be able to do it within we'll say about half an hour to take all the bits off of the the spider and then half an hour to put them onto the sub in such a way that it would be fixed and working. I'm gonna actually stop people and go, mm, no, I think that we should remove these now and put them next to the sub. That no, way we don't have time. 
But what if that guy comes back and takes the spider? What if the world explodes? We don't have a lot of time. That would suck too, but what if the guy comes back and takes the spider? Then we can't repair the sub, then we can't leave. One one thing at a time, Meryl. Right now we gotta save the world. This is a bad idea. Uh, okay, fine. I'll walk. You guys start walking. Actually, before... Can this be a part of the investigation? Did I determine anything that would be like... Like, more pivotal to grab? Something very important that's a part of these parts? Mm, not anything that you would uh, really realistically be able to use. You can take maybe this. Something, the... that, something that would hinder, like, I think we've already seen this thing come to life twice. So it's one of those, like, I don't want it to come to life again. And then it's like, well, <laughs> shoot. Right. Yeah, you could take the stones out that are used as its power source. I think that I would do that. Okay. Yeah, you take and, a minute or two to just pop those out and just tear them out, you know, without any real um, finesse. Okay, yeah. I would do that. Yeah. There's probably okay. six of them in total that you find. Um, doesn't seem like there's any others. They're probably... Are they big? Uh, maybe about the size of a golf ball. Okay, then I'd, I would just keep them in my pocket then and yeah. walk, walk on with them. All of them white um, and they were glowing when they were in the thing and they don't glow anymore. Um, so they are literal golf balls. <laughs> pretty much, but they're, they're definitely like some sort of uh, mineral, right? They're like a, they're like a gemstone almost. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, around that size. And they glow like a bright white. When they're in your hand, they're more kind of a gray white. Um, okay. And then, uh, and then all of you start heading north. Um, yeah. It's a pretty, um, it's pretty rough terrain. And what was you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you said the spider was just in pieces, right? Kind of. Like, he's got, like, one leg hanging off of it and stuff, but it's not. While they were doing that with the submarine, can I have been, like, searching through the pieces of it to see if there's anything that might be handy? That's what Errol Pay was doing. It was the spider, not the sub. Oh! I thought it was over by the sub. Okay, then never mind. Then, yep, I'm falling. Okay. So, you guys start um, start moving. And you just start walking. It's rough terrain. It is like walking along one of those coastal regions where you're having to be very careful with almost every step you take because there's um, uh, jagged rocks and, and slippery rocks every now and then. Some rocks will give way and it will fall into a pool of water that bubbles up. Um, everything here is slippery. Everything is, um, is covered in, uh, water or algae from the, from the rain above you. And, uh, you have an eagle as well, right? What is Keepy? An owl. An owl. owl. Yep. Um, what are you, what are they doing? Uh, Keepy was in the sub, so to, to be kept safe, actually. Um, would I bring Keepy? Be terribly honest, I don't, I don't think I'd take him out of the sub. Okay. So you're leaving the owl in the sub. <sighs> Even in character, I'm having trouble deciding which would be safer, a safer place for him. Um, with me, Keepy's with me. Okay, so the owl... He's not being left behind by himself. 
presumably doing kind okay. of circles decision. and flying yeah. around above you. Yep, so not on my shoulder. Carrying, yeah. Yep. Okay. So. Could I try to do eye for detail? Where I. Yeah, what is that? Uh, you can use a bonus action to make a wisdom check to spot a hidden creature or object or make an intelligence check investigation to uncover or decipher clues. Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Um, so really, yeah, I think, I think that's fair. Let's say you walk for a little while. Um, okay. It takes, it's difficult. It's horribly difficult terrain to walk across. It's extremely annoying. And um, most people have got their eyes on their feet. Most people are avoiding um, the uh, the pitfalls and the, the slips. The... Um, Speaking of... Yeah. Um, Keepy's able to actually look out for like hazards and traps and things. Can I have Keepy take a, a look ahead? Yeah. You and this was a similar thing with the two of you doing this. There is no, there are no traps. There is no uh, dangers, right? Because there's nothing here. There really are no animals. There's not like there's an owl bear that's going to come out at you. You get the sense after a little while that there isn't anything alive down here. There isn't like anything subterranean that might burst up, like one of those sand dune snake things from Dune. Um, it's. It's empty. There aren't roaming packs of orcs. Um, there aren't necessarily bandits, but of course you know that somewhere down here are the crew of the dragonfly. Um, everyone give me perception checks, but it won't really affect what uh, Lyra sees. I want them anyway. Let's see. 20 from Infidelia. 14 from Ellie. Ellie's with you. That's really going to be helpful. Sorry. <laughs> I changed it now. Ellie is significantly stronger than you guys. Um, you, uh, okay, so you, uh, 14, 21, 17. Okay, so everyone can see this thing. But I think, um, Lyra, you stop at one point and you see it first. Ahead of you, in the distance, as you maneuver around um, and walk for maybe 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, there is a portion of the mountainside ahead of you that just keeps... Um, it just looks weird. It looks like there's something there that it seems strange to see. And for the record, it's pretty much like a perpetual twilight here. There's a, there's a, there's a, a light that's being brought in from around you, but it's uh, difficult to say what it is from. It's, it's more dark than light, but it's light enough that if you don't have dark vision, you can see. Does everyone have dark vision? I know Hilda doesn't. Uh, mine is, uh, bad. My, my dark vision is going bad because my eyesight's going bad. Right. I'm a half-elf. I have elf. it. I don't see it. Half-elf. Yeah, I do have it, right? have it. Yeah, half-elf. I'm yeah. assuming I do. Yeah, I have Backsy, it as well. I don't yeah, know, I do. but you're a cat, so probably. I do. Dark vision. Does. Right. So everyone does. Okay, so you have a decent. Water um, vehicles. You, uh, you what? Oh yeah, Sorry. you can, you can, yep. yeah, you can right. uh, control a boat. You uh, okay? So you all see ahead of you now. Eventually, as you turn, uh, as you come around this this um, mountainside, or in the distance, as as the mountain gives way to this thing, 
Um, Lyra, you're the first to see it, and if anyone wants to see it, they can. In this kind of eternal twilight, it's hard to make out until you get a little closer when you see a sphere. Um, and for all intents and purposes, it appears to just be floating several hundred feet up from the ground. It's a giant thing um, that's sort of sitting stationary in the distance. And from here, it appears to be made of about, uh, of, about of, of metal. And it's probably around... 200, 300 feet in diameter. Um, the few of you can see it. It's something like that as you come closer to it. Oh, wow. In the distance. Sort of floating thing, though. That does appear to have some structures around it and elements to it. It's pretty big. Uh, what the heck is that? I don't know, but... It, is it falling apart? I can't tell, but that's really big. And underwater, and floating. I wonder if that's what we're here to... stop, or... Maybe... Should I shoot at it? Not uh, yet. I don't think so. I like walk up and put my uh, my hand on Infidelia's arm. Like, <laughs> I've like started reaching for my bow and arrow. She's probably noticed that. <laughs> uh, is there anything else around now that we can see this? No, just that. Okay. This is all that we can see. I think we should probably. This is probably what we're here for. I suppose so. Really wish we could have gotten that back up. And we're still walking, I assume we're saying this as we're walking, or...? Yeah, as you keep going. Um... <sighs> Alright. So, you guys keep walking, and I'm gonna go and get my hamster and put it in a ball. I love her so much. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> what the hell is that? That thing is almost as scary as Geo. Is that stone or metal? Uh, we can get closer. So I can I can look at it up close. If, if I shoot it, it will make a sound, and we will know what it is. Well, we. Man. No, I don't. My hand's still on your arm. No, I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, oh, okay. It could also go boom and kill all of us. We oh, that would be bad. I wonder if when it's complete. They're done. Oh, you think... Okay, we gotta move. I'm still, like, walking with Infidelia, but I'm, like, walking forward <laughs> with uh, Infidelia's arm. I take her lead and just <laughs> start moving alongside her. Okay, so... Everyone give me two checks. Give me uh, Constitution checks and uh, acrobatics checks nice. double nice Oof. oh boy so I think roll 20 is having some uh, some slowdown 
Mm-hmm. Wait, why am I getting 20s? Is it broken? <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, I think they're doing some uh, some work on it today. Um, yeah, I did not try to roll acrobatics twice. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, I thought we were supposed to roll it twice because I saw the real Sorry, no. A... I, I didn't try to roll it twice. It's had oh. a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're probably doing all the stuff on it this weekend. So, uh, let's see. Okay, so I need to work out which is one. Nine acrobatics from Lyra. Two constitution from Lyra. Uh, ten acrobatics from Cairo. And I need a con as well. Or did you do that? Did I miss it? Got a oh, yeah, three. A three. Oh, God, there's so many. Um, and then Infidelia got a 12. Really only need the low numbers. Uh, so that's it. Just that. So one fail con from Cairo. One fail con from Lyra. And then one fail acrobatics from Lyra as well. So all of you feel weird down here. Um, there is something, something wrong with the uh, the atmosphere or something like that. There is uh, as you start to move and after you've had this kind of um, stressful combat, you notice that your limbs start to feel. Uh, a little heavy um, and that you're breathing you're you're taking slightly shorter breaths um, for most of you it's not an issue kind of adjust to it it's a bit like whenever if you've ever been to on top of a really high mountain or something like that it's a little like you've you've got that kind of a sensation um, after walking for so long maybe half an hour and you're getting closer and closer to this sphere um, Lyra you get just winded pretty much at this point um you take one point of exhaustion um and what was the other is it just acrobatics and acrobatics yes no wait someone else failed as well sorry so many i can't i failed con i know that same thing cairo did so you have the same thing um you both become exhausted after a short amount of time. You realize now that there's something up with the atmosphere. There's, it's, it's getting harder and harder to breathe. It's not like you're, you're immediately suffocating or anything like that, but you're exerting yourself too much and pushing through it as if you're not aware of it, and it's, it's affected you, and you've become tired. You guys too as well. The two of you have been going pretty hard um, the whole week. So you uh, maybe feel the feel the um strain of that um you now have at exhaustion level one disadvantage on all ability checks that's what you get so remember that nope just those two that failed okay so whenever you do an ability check do it with disadvantage so an ability check is stuff like acrobatics checks and stuff but doesn't matter right now um Lyra walking along, you at some point slip on a rock. As you're um, attempting to maneuver around a particularly um, gnarly looking rock, your other foot slips on some algae and you fall and roll me a d6. We'll see how bad it is. 
six. Real bad. You fall, the exhaustion setting in, you stumble, you drag one of your legs down the edge of this rock and open up a horrible cut alongside probably like your uh, thigh or something as you fall. Suddenly, I think everyone sees Lyra just whoop, drop as she falls and rolls down a small um, incline of jagged rocks, rolling over, taking a few wounds and cuts. And then you feel that exhaustion sitting in. Cairo, you're slowing down at the back of the group here um, when this happens. This place is is taking a toll on your body, all of you. Um, but these guys are, uh, feel the effects of it first. Um, I think... We're done with those checks. That was way more difficult than it should have been. But yes, um, that is the uh, that's the thing. You take six slashing damage, Lyra. Then I assume we we see the fall. Lyra, are you? What happened? I do that thing that cats do, where they like fall and then they're just like pretend like they <laughs> meant to kind of do Start that. Cleaning your fall. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of like get up and you know comb out my hair a little bit, pick up, move my rifle on my shoulder, and don't acknowledge the fact that I fell at all. And I've, yeah, I've worked with her for a little bit now, so I, like, I get that. Um, and I, I, anyone else having trouble breathing here? I can't, I feel like I can't get a full, you know? I walk up to Lyra and I point to one of the cuts. I'm like, you're bleeding. And then I walk away. <laughs> I just look down at my thigh and then look back up and just kind of, oh my god, yes, 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 I am. Yes, I am feeling uh, a little bit of tightness in my chest. Yeah, like, can't, can't get a good breath. Brad, I have a question. I have a book of lore. What does that do and will it help me in this situation? Let's find out what that means because... I don't know either. Book of Lore, is it in here somewhere? Nope. No. Book of Lore, Book of Lore. So, um, it'll, it'll be a Book of Lore about um, a particular subject of some sort. I would imagine, I've always treated it like an encyclopedia almost. Um, so if you need information about something, you can consult the Book of Lore. And, yeah. Um, well, since we chased down these things, would you do you think it'd have anything on what's going on here? Almost definitely not. You guys okay. are at the forefront. You're you're going to be adding to the book of law. Um, but if you if you want to uh, consult it about something, if you need information about a particular subject, um, if it's something that's likely to be in this in this encyclopedic kind of book, when you so roll, like the spider might be in it, but this won't. Potentially, you'd find something about how to construct something like a, a yeah one of those constructs. Um, okay. Essentially, it would give you a bonus to your. Um, your, for example, history check, you'd get to add D4 to that roll. Okay. If you've consulted the Book of Lore about it first. Um, but with regards to, like, almost anything going on here, probably not, other than general, maybe, history checks about what happened to, to Thelmesia and how this place ended up like this. But in terms of the thing that's sitting ahead of you or the Arcanine and stuff, there wouldn't be very much in there, I don't think. Um, unless you had something very specific in mind, then maybe, but probably not. There's some like ridges. I guess I should say this in character. Um, maybe we should go up on one of these cliffs and look down. It'll yeah. probably take us a while to get up there, but I don't know if I'm up for that. If climb. you guys aren't feeling so well, I don't think getting closer is gonna be better. 
Well, what choice do we have? Of checking it out first? I mean, not... Then running it. Keepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Do you want me to... Can you sit down? You should sit down. Yeah, I'm gonna... That's a good... Yeah, send send Keepy in. Maybe just, like, a little closer. And I'll make a couple of uh, clicks and things to keep you and off he goes and keep you ahead um and what's the uh intent here what what do you kind of expect um what what's underneath of it are there people near it or you know it's anything near it and how's it being built i yeah. guess kindor falling apart or is it falling apart yeah yeah i guess he could specifically he could see like um, hostile creatures, um, right? But I don't think I think yeah, you can see hostile creatures, hidden passages, treasure traps, hazards, things like that. So it'd be kind of a general. Oh yeah, is it hazardous? Would be good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Roll me an animal handling check. We'll do this thing. I'm not going to hit it again. There it goes. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, just give it a second. Yeah. 14. 14. All right. Let's see what, um, how you don't, you, you, you have like a very limited ability to speak. Keepy. You don't have like speak with animals or beasts or whatever, right? I don't think I have those things. I think it's just, uh, I can get you basic have... information about hazards and things. Right. So, um, you guys keep moving while this is happening. You guys, heading one way when you see the owl fly off ahead. I think we stopped so Cairo and I could catch our breath. You want to catch your breath? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a short rest to do to clear the the exhaustion. Short rest Mm. is an hour. Um, I don't think we're short resting. I think we were just stopping stopping while we let Kippy go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, All right. Yep. Did we feel this way by the submarine? Like the shortness of breath? I think so, but it's just more prominent now that you're moving and that you... The first thing that happened is you were dealing with this guy and then you were having this combat with this thing and you were more kind of... Um, the adrenaline was up and you were getting stuff going, but then once you start to move and you spend a little longer here and you start... Um, you're now tired a little more after the fight, tired from the walk, you start to feel it and just it's just that these two failed so miserably on their checks that it, they feel it more uh, directly um, yeah. but yeah I, you've, it's it's not um, I think uh, well give me no you know what you guys are intelligent I think you can tell it's not like this thing is emanating it it just feels okay. like it's the atmosphere down here um, it's, just a, gotcha. it's just slightly different the, however this place even has oxygen right now is uh, it's odd sure. enough and it's just difficult um, yeah, and, and like you said, Lyra and I have been at things for a while. So, Keepy flies off, and I think, um, I don't know how fast an owl can fly, probably Tuesday knows. Mm, actually, I don't. Okay. I don't know how fast the they can fly. Resident ornithologist. <laughs> um, so the owl flies off, and it, and it covers the distance pretty quickly. In terms of how far away this thing is, it's not so far away, it's just that the difficult terrain that's making it journey slower for you to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. And as you're rounding this kind of um, canyon, this mountain, and revealing this thing that's set in between two kind of jagged 
what looks like mountain faces, um, you're you're more aware of it, and you can see it in greater detail as you get closer. But it's not too far away, and the the owl flies over there, disappears from from sight, and eventually you see uh, the owl return, probably no longer than 10, 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to sit and wait for that long, you can, or you can already have been on the way again. I'd say we probably just leaned on a rock for, you know, maybe a minute and then carried on. Yeah. So, um, when Keepy returns, I think in in whatever squawks or, or taps or whatever it is that Keepy does to um, identify... Beak clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, you're given the sense that there's only one person over there. Um, okay. And that... Uh, that there's no danger. Okay. But I well, don't know how mm-hmm. well you interpret what the owl is saying. But mm-hmm. it's... You're not sure. Sure. But you get the sense that there's no, like... Keepy won't know what danger is mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like this. And I think you would intuit that. Mm-hmm. Keepy says there's no danger, but that seems crazy. Sure. <laughs> so, yep. um, yeah, like Keepy's looking for crocodiles and shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. totally. Not necessarily what might be over there. Um, mm-hmm. So you, that's all you get, I think, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Depending on what you think Keepy would do. I can't imagine Keepy would fly into that thing. Which is flying near. Think so. Keepy also yeah. give me another animal handling check, actually. Keepy would probably be flustered, I would imagine. Like as okay. if you've sent Keepy to fly towards something that he doesn't that want really to fly towards. That really unsettled him. Yeah. Ooh, sure. Okay. Um. Well, as you can see, uh. Keepy wasn't real happy with that that mission, and uh, he looks happy uh, to me. Uh, that's kind of his, you know, um, angry worried. face. No, more worried. Oh, yeah, he's he's concerned, and uh, you know, I, I don't think he saw any traps or anything, but um, he he did see someone, um, just one someone. person, and. And I don't think he wants to go back there. So, for what it's worth, Keepy's worried. I think we can take one person. We'll find out. What choice do we have again? Yeah. There might be more spiders. That's not a person. At least we know how to take care of the spiders now. <laughs> I'm gonna call Keepy back down to, uh, to my gloved arm and just kind of hang on to his jesses and keep going. Okay. Uh, and you guys are heading not up the mountain, but along the... At most least not Lyra and I are. Yeah. Term. Okay. That's the plan? It's okay yep. if you yep. open a mouth, but I wasn't sure if you were going to say something. No? Okay. Oh, sometimes I just do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not weird, okay? No, if you were like, I go the other way and leave. Um, okay, uh, so you, uh, you continue walking, um, and again, it continues to be almost exactly the same terrain. As you get closer to this kind of mountain range and this, um, this sphere that you can see ahead of you rising up out of the ground gets closer and closer to you as well, 
You can see the mountain range really is little more than the same thing as you have underfoot. Um, it's not really like a naturally formed mountain. It's more like um, boulders and, and uh, rubble that have been kind of stuck together by mud and algae. They've just landed in this kind of haphazard shape. Um, and uh, yeah, you just see that this, this thing has been built um, in between it. You can see as well something else. Um, as you round the, the, the left-hand side mountainscape here, you can see a ship which has been left behind and it's a ship that do we recognize it you would recognize maybe a little bit you can see this um this huge abandoned thing that looks like it kind of had a a rough landing in the same way that you guys did it looks like um it looks like it probably uh, crash-landed. The base of the ship is all broken and split open, mostly missing as if it's been destroyed. There are parts of the ship that look like they were um, modified in, in strange ways. For the most part, this is a um, ship that looks kind of like a caravel, like a transport ship, more than anything like a, a ship of war or anything like that. Um, the uh, rigging has been stripped from it. A lot of the wood and the, the metal parts have been taken away. Um, you can see this thing probably fell in here, probably came in through the vortex and the, the, the base of the ship was destroyed and then it was stripped down for parts. It's a strange looking thing here in the middle of this kind of um, strange kind of wasteland. And uh, as you get closer and closer, you can see that it has the uh the word dragonfly across the side of what's left of the hull of course it does Lyra, do you see that yeah i do okay how the hell did they get that here i don't know <sighs> like to look to see if i see anyone yeah give me perception or investigation check I'll use my um, eye for detail, if that's okay. Yep. In fact, you can do, give me, if you do that, give, just give me a check with advantage. Uh, let's see, investigation, okay. <laughs> 22. 22 and a 22. Is no one else checking? I did perception. Should I do investigation? Oh, depending on which one you do depends on which answer you get, kind of. Okay. What kind of information? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you do investigation, you're kind of like using your brain. If you're using perception, you're using your instincts more like sights and what you can hear and stuff like that. Um, okay. Uh, so, 22, first of all, Lyra. You look this thing over, it looks super abandoned. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anyone here. You can actually see through most of the ship. There are holes in it all over the place. You can see straight through to the bottom of the hull. You can see the top areas. Um, you can see through to where maybe the captain's quarters were or other living quarters in the ship. Um, it's just broken and abandoned. There's no but one how? here. It doesn't look like anyone was living in it. It looks like 
not only has it been broken, but also they've they've literally taken parts of it and uh, moved them away. You can see. Uh, 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 Does it look like it was done recently? Mm, what do you what do you count as recently? Um, couple of hours, I guess. No. Okay. Like a like this was a, done a while ago. A little like... while ago, yeah. Okay. There's no like. There's not a lot of debris or stuff around it to suggest that it's kind of been buried in sand like it's been years or anything, but right. maybe, a, maybe a month or two. A month or three. two, okay. So, assuming that this ship did come through the water somehow, there's kind of like residue on the planks and stuff? Yes. I mean, it looks like it's been sat here for a while, but there's not really... Uh, it's not really, there's not really a residue. There's no algae on it or anything yet. Nothing like that has formed. It just looks busted up, broken, stripped for parts, and then abandoned. There's hmm. almost certainly no one here if they are, they're what invisible. What parts or did they take? Everything. Anything that probably wasn't destroyed in the vortex. Even things like um, um, timber frames and things. You can see that there's, okay. there's parts of the ship that have been... Like to build another ship? Yeah, or something. Okay. They've, they've left they took parts, frame parts as if they've taken parts off that are framework that they can use and then left the broken parts behind. But you can see that they've been arranged in a way that someone might take something down and put it down because that's useless, but take this part. Okay. Um, which is why I say you can tell that it's been stripped for parts. You can determine okay. that pretty quickly. And I'm giving you guys a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because you're investigators anyway, so you're getting this. Okay. You know, your other crew would probably be having to look it over a lot more, but you guys can go, yeah, yeah they've stripped this for parts. Intuitively, you know it. Um, and I think okay. all of you get the same kind of sensation um, in terms of that knowledge, but Lyra, you're almost certain there's no one here and that there really hasn't been anyone at this ship for a while. There's nobody here. They've stripped this thing for parts. Looks like a while ago. Look at that. So they've been out no this footsteps, a while. No footsteps, no nothing, yeah. I don't smell anything either. Yeah, whatever they're working on, it sure took a lot from that. I'm, oh boy. The question is where? If they're not here, where are they? I mean, probably that thing and I, I try again to take a deep breath and point at the, uh, the orb. Yeah, you guys are a lot closer to that thing now. Can we, yeah, can we see any other details on it now that we're closer? Yeah, now also, that you're... Does it look like it's falling apart or coming together? It looks like it's, um, it looks like parts, uh, hmm. You know what? You can give me investigation or, <laughs> uh, arcana checks, but with disadvantage because you're still quite far away. Okay. okay. You want to give, uh, if you want some information on it. You can see that it is being held aloft by some sort of magic. That much you're pretty sure of. Um, something that that is that large and certainly that heavy um, couldn't be suspended any other way. Um, you can see that there are towers and wires, um, maybe pipes that are that are leading up and down into it um, at varying different places, mostly at the center of it. Now that you're a little closer, you can see it does look as if it's on standing on something, but it is wires and stuff hanging down. Um, you, uh, what have we got? 13, 10, 5, 10. Um, and they're all investigation. Um, that was my old roll. Do you want me to roll again? That was my old one. Oh, yeah. If, you want, if you're looking at this 
the sphere, yeah. What, uh, we're just rolling investigation? Or Arcana or if you want a, a more Arcana, magical yeah. answer. Um, so, investigation rollers, you can see that there are, um, uh, there are towers that are nearby, but they look more like scaffolding than support structures. Um, to reach it? Yeah. Or maybe to build it. Um, there is um, many broken parts and openings. And now you're a little closer, you can tell that it's kind of patchwork, um, tinkered together by everything and anything available to anyone who built it. A lot of it does look like it was purpose-built, but a lot of it also looks like they've used anything around that they can. If things being sparse here, it's probably why they stripped down this ship. Yeah. Um, Errol... Um, you get the sense that the the parts that are that are suspended in the air around it that looked from a distance as if they were falling from it, or um, yeah, or something like that, are actually suspended, and they do look like parts that have fallen from it or have been um, stripped from it in some way. In, and now that you're a little closer, you can probably all make out. Maybe Cairo, you don't come to this <laughs> decision for some reason. I think the rest of you with your combined um, roles there can tell that this thing almost looks as if um, it took some damage and then it was frozen in time almost. Like the bits that fell off of it fell off and then stopped there. And a lot of them fell to the ground and stopped before they hit the ground. Um, it's totally possible to do. Um, Errol, you understand that there is some plays on time and stuff that you can do it would take a lot of magical energy you certainly wouldn't be able to do it at your level of spell casting and you know other spell casters that are pretty strong um, and they can usually only hold this type of magic up for a few seconds at max something like 10 minutes but for the amount of debris and things that are being suspended in air it would definitely take a huge amount of energy to do that and i think that's the sensation you get from this thing um from where you are. You can also see that there are maybe a few small structures built around its base. Um, no more than four or five kind of patchwork buildings and maybe a couple of tents. Okay, we're just gonna take a short break there since the OBS decided to crash and um, we're, we're gonna go and take a break. So go grab snacks or pee or do whatever you do on our usual breaks and we'll be back in uh, two or three minutes. Thanks for uh, watching the show. And stick it with the technical difficulties. Why, OBS? Why? We'll see you in a minute. Thanks for watching. Hey, yes, we're back. <laughs> I had a feeling <laughs> that it was going to do that. Um, mm, technical issues are always <laughs> so great with live streams. Um, as someone who has worked post-production my whole life, I hate live streaming for that reason and that reason alone. Just the tech issues that you would never get yes. in, uh, in post-production stuff. So, we are back. I can uh, drop this. Yay. Okay. Everything appears to be going just fine. So, 
Um, before the, uh, before the break, which was a break, an intended break and not a stream crash, which I'm going to have to patch together the rest of the evening for the VOD. I don't think you will, actually. It looked like it never went down, down. Wow. What? Technology is so fantastic, and I take everything I yeah. said about live streaming back. Um, it, look, it looks like it. Uh, <laughs> yep, uptime is still the, an hour uh, and a half. What was the last thing that Very happened? Good. I guess I'll just repeat what I said about the uh, the thing that you um, looked into this into this uh, sphere, and what you saw was that um, it's almost certainly being suspended by magic. Um, it's, right. It it's got it's a patchwork thing. It's not a solid, perfect like um, sphere. It's 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 made of of stuff that they've built, and you can see into it and you can see strange whirring uh, blinking lights and stuff nearby that kind of thing it looks like some sort of um uh technological thing um the type of thing that you're used to dealing with it's almost certainly some sort of giant arcani you can see bits that are falling off of it and bits that have broken off of it um a lot of it looking as if it was falling and then frozen as if it was suspended um errol working out that it it would certainly have been um, suspended there by some sort of magic. Um, the magic that she might think of is something like time magic that can suspend things in place, but it could be anything. There's all sorts of different ways it could have happened. Um, and you never know with Arcanai as well. You can also see that there are a bunch of structures around the base of it. Only a few, four or five. And from the distance that you're at, you can only make out that they're probably patchwork buildings, maybe a couple of tents nearby. Um, but you don't see anybody moving around at all doesn't look like anyone's moving around. It looks perfectly still over there. Um, at a guess, you would assume it was abandoned, but you know that there's at least one person over there, thanks to Heapy. Um, the closer you get to this thing, the more you start to notice that there is, in fact, a, a kind of a low hum coming from it. Um, just a very, very low rumbling hum like you might find on a modern-day engine. Um, but in the distance, as you get closer to this thing, you can pick up that kind of uh, hum that seems to, to be emanating from that area. Um, and, uh, yeah, you guys are pretty close now. Um, after a little, uh, maybe another um, 20 minutes or so, you'll be close enough that you'll be at one of the structures that are at its base. Probably about a 15-minute walk across this thing. Um, where you are right now, you can see that there are portions of the ground here that have um, planks of wood that have been placed down um, that, that you'd be able to walk along. Uh, a sort of makeshift road or bridge between here and the sphere that's floating. Probably it will it will help you walk there, just not super. You're not going to be blitzing it across there. But the journey between here, the ship, and the sphere will be a little easier. Essentially, this is your final approach. How do you want to do it? Uh, I would like to rest. Now that we know we are approaching the right. final countdown. It'll still be an hour. Yeah. I imagine 
Yeah, especially after um, that walk, we're just like, gotta sit down. I'm also wounded. Uh, mm. I could definitely use just a, a, a rest to think if everyone else is okay with that. Yeah, look, maybe. No, I just look over at her and I see she's like bleeding. And uh, I, Brad, I have something called a uh, dark don't a black source. spell book. Uh, oh yeah, let's see. Um, I can't remember what any of you can do. The spell book. Let me see what you've got. Um, while you're it? looking at that, I'm gonna. Sorry. Say to Lyra. Um, hey, can I can I have a look at that? Yes, yes, please. I mean, I. I... We don't need to rest too long if 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 you can help me. I just yeah. Let me just take a take a look at that, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, cure wounds on Lyra. Um, before you do that, if you're doing a long a short rest, you'll be able to use hit die. I know. I, she was um, offering to cure wounds so that we didn't have to yeah wait right. so okay. long. Sorry, I wasn't. I can't remember I was what the if, spell book was, but yeah. I can't remember if Geo gave us a time or not. Uh, I, I don't either. I, I assume he didn't. I don't know why he would. I he would have like said that you're too late, urgent, I think is what he said. Yeah, yeah. he said yeah. something like that, or he said, like, well... It won't be long now, or some right. crap right. like that. So, yeah, okay. That's almost certainly what um, said, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I will still need to rest after that, but thank okay. you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, uh, if you don't want to have used the cure wound. Yeah. You can wreck on it if you want. Okay. Um, the black spell book. Yeah, what do you want to do with it? I want to see if I can find anything that will ease their breathing and our breathing to make us mm. breathe easier. Uh, in the black spell book. The black spell book is kind of the Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if it would necessarily have anything that would help you breathe better unless you were already dead and you wanted to reanimate them in some way. Um, but you can roll me either an arcana check or a medicine check. And... Uh, I'm going to do a medicine check. Yeah. 19. 19. Um, to help you breathe better, this book suggests all sorts of different um, roots and poultices and things that you could that you could make. And maybe if you were... Uh, near a, um, uh, a, a woods or a forest, something like that, you might be able to find some of these items, or obviously if you're in a town, you could probably purchase them. But in terms of um, where you are currently, I don't think the book gives you anything that you would be able to use to make it easier to breathe down here. Um, although, on a 19, maybe after some experience and uh, understanding here, you get the sense that it really is just um, kind of like being on a mountain, like the air is a little thinner um, and that in theory you should be adjusting to it and in fact you probably feel like you guys are adjusting to it a little bit. Um, you didn't have to make another contract for the second half of, of the thing here. So you've kind of adjusted to it, you definitely don't feel good, but you've... Uh, yeah, you're 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 not feeling negative effects from it anymore outside of what you already have. So, 
Um, yeah, I think once in Fidelia, you, maybe you've climbed some mountains, I don't know. Uh, but you get the sense that it's that same thing and that as people adjust to it, you could certainly do stuff to help um, people breathe and you can create certain things. But with the advice that's in this book, this is like old, an old witch's book kind of thing, right? So it would give you ideas around um, poultices and, and salves and, you know, use this salve on a skeleton um, and it will be, you'll be able to breathe better. I don't know what the Necronormicon would say, but something like that. Uh, says that now. Uh, well, uh, I think we'll feel better. I, I climbed a mountain once, and the breathing got easier. Uh, if we lived or were by a forest, I could maybe make something, but um, I think a rest would be good. I think so too. And then, and then, we'll just figure out what to do with that once we get there, I guess. But I, I'm betting that scaffolding is shit there. What could they be doing? I don't know. It looks like they're building something or trying to prevent something from falling apart. It's kind of hard to tell. It's certainly not holding that thing together. It's just so that they can reach it. I don't know what it is, though. That hum, though. Like, that hum. What seems to be active somehow? It'd take a lot of power to... And I sort of, as I say that, I kind of just nod my head a little bit. I'm just going to sit down. Sure. Yeah. Errol, how much, uh, how much power would you need? Like, are we talking two mages? Eight mages? Brad? Um, do I know? Because I know that like, powerful wizards wouldn't even be able to maintain it like this. Not for this long. Not for the, the hour that you've been traveling towards it. Um, it would take, uh, yeah, a team of, of multiple mages, either tagging in and out or all just maintaining concentration at the same time on something that's this big, to suspend something like this in the air um, and to, to stop it from falling down. You, you've probably Could there read... there be a, a device or something that amplifies magical powers to be able to do this? Absolutely, and it's almost certainly going to be something like that that's happening here, um, yeah. as opposed to a team of mages that are doing it. Um, this looks a lot more like uh, like an Arcanai. However, it would still take a, a ridiculous amount of um, power. Um, the the little stones that you found in the spider produce a, almost none of the power that it was using. It was still using elements of um, of uh, clockwork elements to to run and to function. Um, it's just enhanced in 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 that it's able to be remotely controlled. The thing that that is that is would have powered that thing would have would take so many more of those. It would take thousands and thousands of those kind of items, something like that, to uh, to power this. Wait, like way too much. That thing shouldn't. It's it's a lot. It would take a lot. I don't think you have a number on it. But a lot. And I don't see anything that is powering it nearby at all. Nope. Visibly. Unless it's the uh, the pipes and wiring coming down. But it's too far away for you to tell. I need to go and tell my hamster off again. <laughs> um, I don't think that mages would do this. This looks more like some sort of device. Or can I? Yeah, but it would have to be a really strong device. And I don't see it. 
I mean, we could get closer and investigate, but I don't know if it's worth our time. Could, well, could definitely, we should get closer. Could it be closer. maybe underground or something? Well, there are wires, but I don't know where they lead. Mm. I can't, can't really see from back here. All right, well, we're here to stop something and stop it quickly, so... Once we get in there, I guess we need to determine if they were trying to take it apart or if they're trying to put it together. And whatever they're trying to do, we're trying to do the opposite. I think. Uh, I stop them. Yeah. I pull the pocket watch out of my breast pouch, I guess. Crazy thing. Is there like a, what is the time on this pocket watch? Let's see. The time says it, it is exactly eight o'clock. So it's not like spinning or counting down or anything for us. It's literally just telling me the time where yes. I was the previously. The second okay. hand isn't moving. It stopped. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Everybody ready? Ready as we're gonna be, I think. All right, let's get to it. Move quietly and quickly. And we're trying to determine what they're trying to do with this thing. You got it. So did you- We've been here for like an hour and then we'll go. Okay, so if you're doing uh, all the long rest, you've used as many hit dies you want to use. Short rest and yes. And yeah, short rest. Um, Warlock, you get all of your spells back on a short rest. Um, anything else any of you get on a short rest, you get back. But I have a feeling that's none of you. Except uh, our our exhaustion point, right? You get. Oh yeah. You clear your exhaustion. Um, and. Yeah, I think you are good. Yeah. So, um, in fact, just remembered, (laughs) following silently along is Hilda. Um, Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, she's good too. She's good. So, rubbing the bump on the side of her head, Hilda stands up from her rest, looking... Like, she's still confused. Every now and then she's probably been mumbling things and agreeing with you and, and, and you know, adding to the uh, general conversation as you guys move along. So you can assume that within your roles, her roles have also been there. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's still acting a little odd. The lack of uh, oxygen and the bump on the noggin she keeps kind of just going ah and ah and grunting um but she seems fine but also strange but you don't know her that well so it's fine and all of you pick up your stuff i assume you're probably staying near or in the sh- ruins of this ship just for to stay out of the rain maybe a little or something um maybe look it over while you were there you don't find anything at all of worth it's totally been stripped there before you um, grab bags and pick up your weapons and continue to move. Are you moving along the, the planks of, of wood that, that traverse the more difficult terrain areas, or are you taking a different route 
your approach. If they've, if they've laid stuff down to make it easier, yeah, I'll take that, but quietly. Hmm. I don't want to alert anybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so it takes you about 10 minutes um, to get close enough that you can pretty, you can look at this thing and and consider that it's it's almost certainly being suspended um in place there's a humming coming from it just a, a constant rumbling sound and uh in fact errol pay give me a perception check an eight mm-hmm. mm. okay yeah you guys start moving towards this thing um and as you get closer again, it's it's huge. It's it's well over two hundred feet in diameter. Um, there are indeed a few smaller buildings at the bottom, just just patchwork things like you might find in a in a slum where they just grab you know five bits of wood or metal and create a, a small structure and quickly um, bolt them together. You can see um, a few tents around. There are. Um, uh, Things, boxes, kegs. Um, it looks as if people might have been living here for a very short amount of time. A small kind of ramshackle camp that sits at the base, a little ahead, between um, where the very uh, center of the base of the sphere would be, um, and closer towards where you're coming from. Um, you're pretty sure now that they that there are not just wiring. Um, huge great big thick um copper coils um and pipes that lead upwards from a sort of central um uh area up into the center of this sphere but also that a lot of them seem to be going into the ground you can see that they've punctured into the ground and seem to have tunneled downwards there are these towers and structures that also appear to have been um, built somewhat into the ground. How they did it, who knows, but they're totally um, partially embedded. You can see that the ladders run up and down outside of not just the um, these, these towers and these um, coils and pipes and wiring. Um, but you can see that they have uh, a sort of scaffolding in areas as if they built the things but didn't take the scaffolding down other than what they needed to build another area. The thing is probably only about 50 feet in the air, and then it and then it um, uh, stretches outwards. The pieces that are broken off of it are vibrating, and you can see from this distance that they're being held there and vibrating in a uh, in a stasis. The um, pillars and metal ladders and ship rigging that sits as well. There's a bunch of ship rigging that goes between a lot of this stuff. Um, you can see are certainly not holding this thing up in the air. Um, there's just stuff that's pouring out of it as if it's connected to something, um, potentially something underground. The are you guys like walking up to it kind of thing? There's really not really another approach. If I'm honest, it's kind of there's a mountainside near you, but it's not really a mountain that you can easily get into and hide on. Um, there really is kind of a central pathway that leads towards this thing. Again, now that you're closer, you totally can't see anybody here. But what's your approach before I give you any more info? Imagine just a silent uh, walk up the maybe easiest path. 
you it's know, probably we're the to craziest the thing. Yeah, it's probably the craziest thing we've ever seen. For so sure. I imagine I'm just kind of in awe uh, as well and silently approaching. Yeah. I'm taking I think, notes. I think I had an original intent to ask Delia to see if she could tell if there were any dead bodies around, but once I get really close to this thing and I see it vibrating the pieces in stasis, I think I'm just kind of staring up at it and walking forward in shock. I yep. would be looking at the ground, like I know she just mentioned uh, me looking, I would already be looking for dead bodies, so I'd be looking below. Is there any bodies there or can I sense any bodies underground? Why yes, there are lots of yeah. bodies. As you um, walk over to this thing with really no other approach available to you, you begin to just move towards it. You can see that the area in front of where you are and as you get closer and closer to the, the bottom of this thing is uh, the area is littered with broken ship parts, old kegs, boxes, campfires even, wiring, piping, rope. Um, there are these ramshackle buildings that have been constructed from both wood and metal. There are tents that you can see in the distance. One of them open with the flap kind of moving in the light breeze. You can see inside that there looks like sacks, probably of just food, grain, supplies, something like that. Um, no one to use them, nobody around at all. And as you get closer and closer, you start to pick up that some of the scrap and the bits and things on the floor, there are also um, body bags. There are um, some body bags that look like they were made out of um, the uh, the blankets and things that they were probably sleeping in or brought with them. You can see sleeping bags. You can see um, torn bits of, uh, of linen that have just been wrapped around certain bodies. Um, and as you get closer and closer, you can see that there's quite a lot of them. They run either side of the road. They look arranged and carefully placed, but... Um, but not, they're not buried, they're not, um... But they're... They smell, right? They're not, like, sleeping? Um, <laughs> they smell like dead? Oh, yeah, no, they're dead bodies. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Just making sure. Maybe, as you get closer and closer, you can see that there's 40, maybe 50. Um, Holy shit. Large and small. The <gasps> area underneath the... What does that mean? Sphere. Like children? It means kids! It, no, it, it could mean a gnome. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that out Halflings there. And gnomes <laughs> exist. Halflings and gnomes exist, but it could mean kids. The area underneath the sphere is just a complete ghost town. Um, bar one man, and um, you can see now as you guys walk over, there's a, a gentleman that walks out from behind um, no. some of the coiled wires and piping and things. Um, he walks over towards you and you can see he's got this, he's kind of an older man, maybe in his 60s, a thick white beard, the dragonfly tattoo upon his neck. This is Geo, the man that you recognize. This time it looks probably like he's in the flesh, but it's kind of hard to tell. Um, can I smell him? Uh, how far can you smell? He's still pretty far away, I would imagine. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I have some crazy senses. Um, I don't know. How far away is he? Give me a perception check. And I would, normally I'll give you advantage if you were close, right? But you're far enough away that, and there's, it's relatively 17. windy. 17. You can smell him. Okay. So yeah. he's, a, he's real. Okay. Yes. He smells, um, 
He smells like his surroundings, like he's been here for some time. He smells, um, but you get the sense of uh, that kind of musty smell of a pirate. You get the a, a whiff of rum, um, maybe some food, something he'd eaten off of him, and uh, probably just some body odor, not necessarily something like grotesque, but just the smell of a, a human male. Um, as, uh, yeah, you can see that he's there. He holds up his Arcanite glove that you can see the same thing this strange thin kind of uh, uh, glove with uh, metal and wiring of its own as well as runes and some of those stones embedded on it that run down one side of it and uh, he kind of casually waves towards you but his face looks kind of grave and sullen and he shouts over towards you as you approach he says that's far enough Is there a dead body near me? Um, yes. I would reach down and, uh, try to unwrap the face and try to determine, like, how they died. Maybe, like, it it was it through magic or something? Yeah, you can indeed do that. Give me a medicine or an investigation check. 18. Yeah, you you reveal the face of a, a woman maybe in her 30s. You can see that she, um, she's a human... Um, she actually looks, um, she looks like she might have been dead for, uh, no longer than, than a week or so. She looks pretty, um, pretty normal. She doesn't look like, um, bloodied or beaten or anything like that. Um, from the quick investigation you do, she's still wearing her clothing and you start to quickly do a, a quick, um, a post-mortem here with very little to work from. You can tell that, um, whatever killed her was quick it would be what you would assume to be something like a heart attack or some some sort of quick thing that, that would take you out um fast and maybe internal there isn't really any sense that there is uh, an external damage that was dealt to her she wasn't hit by a fireball or something um whatever killed her could have been some sort of psychic damage from from magic which you've seen plenty of times it could have been something like a heart attack could have been an embolism one of these kind of internal um quick deaths um she looks pretty um pretty much like uh pretty much like she uh would have been killed quickly and whatever it was did it fast um however as you're looking over this thing you hear the voice of geo say get your paws off her i cover her face up again And then I go to the next guy, or the next body next to it, and I uncover that face and just look at him and then look at the body. You want to know how they have died? No, is it that obvious? Mm. His gloved hand points upwards above him. It was that. I cover up the face. What is it? (laughs) That is, uh... Cedric calls it vengeance. I would have called it, uh justice mm, you guys are bad at naming mm. really rethink that name it's mother kind of yeah, yeah. snooze well Where the did names it come will from? not matter soon enough where did it come from we built it we built it he puts his hand in a uh, he waves it across the bodies well then how are you not dead but they're all dead uh, well I was not here the first time it was used. 
Used? For what? Hmm. As the name implies, it was vengeance. That, uh, Arcanai. Uh, it is probably going to end the world. Can I start inspecting the copper ropes and all that? Yeah, or wiring. an investigation check. While he's, you know, going on his bad guy speech. 18. <laughs> um, yeah, you start looking it over. It's hard to determine what it is. Um, it Does really... it seem like it might be the thing powering it at all? It, it doesn't look like a weapon, which is what the Arch Inquisitor suspected it was. Um, if this is a thing that caused that phenomena of the snow that did something that was so powerful that it that it was able to um, create such a, a strange like, geological effect to the entire world, um, then it's not a conventional weapon in the sense of a, a, a bow and arrow or a gun or something like that. Um, whatever it does is strange. You get the sense that it's being either earthed or powered by something underground and it's drawing energy upwards in the same way that the stones draw energy for uh for to power the the spider this is being um powered by the stone which is maybe the continent underneath you um mm -hmm. it, it doesn't necessarily translate one to one and i think that would stand out to you that doesn't seem right but still it's not what you're able to know or work out because on an 18 you don't know does it look like uh, if we cut the wiring, that might be good? It does look like you would probably cut the power from it, but it's a lot. Like, you'd need an industrial-sized thing to cut this much metal and wire. It's a lot of it. There's probably 50-foot um, worth of, of thick wires and coils and piping, and you're not too sure what connects to where and why. If you knew what this was, you would know exactly what to unplug since you don't and you don't know what you would need to break directly but you are pretty just... sure that that's what it is and that's what you get on the 18 and it's made out of copper the wiring yeah i was just thinking that same thing most of it looks like it okay. is um yeah um while Ellie is standing there, maybe kind of tapping a, a chin and Era. trying to work it out. Did I say Ellie? Yeah. Wow. I've probably done it multiple times, and that's why we don't name... Ellie's the, now here to kill this guy. That's why we don't name characters with ease for two player characters uh, ever again. Um, Geo, um, Geo says, to, uh, says to you all and says... In less than five minutes, we're firing and up again. And considering what it did to the crew last time, I would say none of us are making it out of here. It's what happening. Does it do? Ah. Well, I, I walk up to, while he's going through the bad guy speech some more, I walk up to Infidelia and I'm like, I just really need you to distract him. Okay. And then I'm going <laughs> to. He's around, He's got dead bodies around him, right? Everywhere around you they're around him they're all over the place i want to Mostly try to copies. raise one of them ne next to him <laughs> okay how do you do that i have a couple things i think i have undead obsession um since i've never had this kind of stuff before can you help me brad <laughs> okay, i'm bringing it up 
I'm understanding what the silence means. Um, Thank you. So let's see. Mm. That really that just lets you fuck. identify an undead creature. Okay. Um, and then you've got. Yeah, I think you need a spell. Let's see if you have anything okay. like that. Um. And I don't think I have anything, but can I try? Because I had seen someone do it a couple times once, and I want to see if I can do it. Yeah, you might be able to. Okay. Oh. Oh. This is a ridiculously hard spell. Okay. It's a, it's a spell that you are very aware of. It's probably your favorite spell of all time. It's called Raise okay. Dead. It's a fifth level mm -hmm. necromancy spell, and it usually takes a 500 gold piece diamond it consumes um i will let you roll an arcana check and uh, with disadvantage and the dc is absurdly high if okay you roll over it you know what? i'm gonna be super nice if you roll over a 20 you're just gonna summon up the power to do this okay i have a little bag of sand can i you know since diamonds are kind of like squeezed can i try using the little bag of sand to kind of help can. it doesn't help you in any way other than giving you even the slight chance to do this in the first place thank you okay so disadvantage i look at a dead body next to him and i i remember this one time i saw this dude raise a body up and i saw he had the diamond i know i don't have that but i'm like feeling pretty confident and i just start muttering under my breath this what sounds like latin or some language you can't understand mm -hmm. and i stare deeply at this body <gasps> oh look at that as well a five a five yeah the you other roll was a 20 though for those listening you start summoning up um the uh the raised dead spell it's it's crazy in your head, you're summoning up the body nearby. Um, there is power. You understand this power. It comes from within you. Do you remember that succubus you met? Yeah, I do. They were telling you all these horrible things about how to use the spell, how to bring bodies from death back to life to do your bidding as undead slaves. But it's no good because it doesn't work at all. Just like every single time you've tried this before, just like all of us when we're young and we try and move a pen with our minds, you're just like, maybe it'll do it, and it doesn't do it. That's what happens. Geo <laughs> continues to speak, or the whole time this is happening, yeah. you're, you're speaking what, Latin. What, what does it do? Erope, <laughs> Erope is, is thinking... Um, I'm, I'm just like looking like... Uh, over what to do. And, and Infidelia <laughs> begins muttering under her breath. And Geo very casually is standing around just speaking to you um, about um, what the thing does. He says, uh, Well... It is an interesting uh, thing. I would have said it wouldn't have worked had I not seen with my own eyes the damage it has wrought to Lagrin. Uh, vengeance, Cedric called it. Have you not lost anybody? All of you. Do you not want justice for those 
that you have lost. How is killing anyone justice? Uh, I did not kill them. They were willing to die for this cause. What cause? What are you trying to do with this thing? He uh, moves around a little more, kind of looking up and down. He says, mm. A long time ago, Cedric and I and several others, we were, well, I suppose you would call us pirates. But uh, I got a code, and the bandits that burned my boys in that carriage made off with my daughter. They will get their justice. Cedric, he says that if we are able to kill the gods, are we not gods ourselves? What do you think? You're, you're telling Trying. me this device kills gods? Uh, yes. That's While he's doing this, can I can I do something? <laughs> yeah. Can I start trying to? Can I? I don't know if I can do this. Can I start trying to transmute the copper into wood? Trying to transmute the copper into wood. All of it? The, uh, well, like just a big enough ring around. Mm probably something like around kind of towards like the bottom because you know um, i'm pretty short so i wouldn't want it to be like way up there yeah that's how i don't isn't the range tiny isn't it like three foot uh ba, 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 ba. let's see wait where did i put it bio i, I don't see a range let me see i closed it one cubic foot of material yeah you can do one cubic foot all the copper within that cubic foot and you can transmute it to wood I think I would do that yeah I think I would do like you know like I'm trying to make just like a doorway or a window or something in the middle right um okay let's see how does it look and how close do you have to be to do that does it give you a range no wow. well not on the thing I copied and pasted yeah so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah that's pretty fine Okay. How does it look, first of all? What are you doing? Because you're doing something. Well, I think as, as Infidelia starts to do the chanting and then he goes on about what the device does, I think that you just see, like, Errol just going like this and, like, drawing a box and kind of, like, sizing it up. Yeah. And and just like looking about the device as he's as he's talking about it, but then like you'll just see this little wooden uh, square appear on the side of the copper wiring. It happens, and I think only you see it. Yeah. I think only you're aware of what's happening because it's happening on such a small portion of one of the central uh, areas of this thing that are running up into it. You see a bunch of wiring. Um, turn wooden. You know that it would have broken any sort of weird connection that they've got going on. And now give me a perception check with disadvantage. Okay. Ba -ba -ba. Oops. Oh, sorry. Try to roll twice. A uh, ten. A ten. You um. You don't know what happens. Um, there doesn't appear to be any effect. Oh, I wasn't done. Okay. 
<laughs> Can I cast grease on the wood and then uh, fire off a fireball? <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, let's see. Well, that's a spell. Same thing? Uh, yeah. Same kind of look to how you do this. You just kind of... I think I think it's one of those, like... the, the It's like... Errol is very, like... Mm, yes, I'm trying... Oh, you know, if I go too much to the left, then... Okay, no, I go... Okay, right there. And then cast Grease real quick. And then Fireball, you just see the fire in the hand. So people would see that, probably. Right. And then just see it fire right at the copper. You fire off this thing. Everybody sees it. <laughs> launch past where you are. It hits this thing and you see the grease ignite and um, and uh, you see uh, Geo kind of his eyes open and, and the firebolt launches past him. He sees it hit the thing. You see him wins and give me another. In fact, all of you can give me perception checks with disadvantage. 22. My other one was 23 for those listening. Oops. Five. One moment, please. Twelve. Mine's a nine. Uh, okay. So, uh, 22. And that's the only one. 22. At the very top of this thing, you see, um, you see an area on the inside which was lit up. Um, flicker out. <laughs> As soon as that that explodes and the and the all of this area is is busted up, it was flickering and now it and it turns off as if you've turned off some sort of light on the inside, as if a torch went out on the inside of this thing. Um, Geo watches the thing go past and then turns to you with a kind of snarl on his face and says, ah, "Very well, I had hoped it would not have to come to this." And. He raises his hand up and you see him click with his little Thanos gauntlet and you see the lights on the side of it kind of uh, turn on. From the area in, in near you, in some of the junk about where you are, there is uh, a rumbling. You see things begin to move and um, uh, stand up and come to life as uh, four creatures pop up out of what looks like rubble. Um, we should really kill this guy. I <laughs> <laughs> should see Errol like, oh no no no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should. I would um. Let's see, hold on. Oh okay. Hold on. If yeah. I had to take a gander, I bet these would be related to um the eight-legged species. Oh yeah, they look very similar. <laughs> so um, you see two smaller versions of the spider. Um, crawl up tiny little clockwork looking things with one of those uh, strange kind of colorful gems in the back glowing white Um, you see two other things that look like beetles like scarab beetles that crawl up out of some of the junk around you as well and I'm gonna bring you over here in a second any day now please return it please up and we are now at the map and I need some initiatives please um so just to give you an idea of the scale here there's this thing all the way ahead of you there's Geo here 
there are some beetles and spiders about you and um, I need to roll a lot of initiatives. Okay. Let me see here. Wow. That's a lot of ones. Alright. So. Goodness, because she's a beast. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I will control Hilda. Have a lot of cheats and things I need to open up. And that's ten as well. And that's um, Hilda starting. So. These things pop up out of the ground. You can see these kind of clockwork things, these strange arcanine devices, these tinkered uh, insects that start to move around around you. The first person to dart into battle is Hilda, who is, I'm guessing, gonna run over here. Can't get there, not good. What else can you do? Can you do anything? Can you do anything? No. Um, I guess Hilda will run over to this one and she's got swords up and ready to go. There is one of these beetles now, which moves in a very strange way. Um, just checking what it can do. All right. Then, uh, yeah, I guess the beetle just starts running towards Whoever's closest, Lyra. Runs over to you. I don't know if you're even there, Phoebe. Doesn't matter. But not gets an instant crit. 20! That's definitely a hit. Wow. 25 piercing damage and 4 poison damage from this beetle. But she's not here. So when she comes back, she gets I'm so sorry, I'm here. Oh, I hear I heard you, you calling for me. Sorry. Okay. I'm here. What happened? You got a beetle <laughs> launched itself at you and bit you for 25 piercing damage and four poison damage. Oh, okay. Um oh, hold on. Um I think I can react. Let me just double check here really quickly, sorry. Okay, never mind. Okay, sorry, how much damage? 29. I'm sorry, what? 29 damage. I'm down. Beetle jumps onto Lyra. You see uh, these kind of uh, wings um, 
flicker and then it's moving quicker than it should be able to move. No clockwork construct can move this quickly as it darts across the, uh, the, the horrible jagged ground here. It lands on the front of Lyra and then she's falling. She hits the ground hard. She seems to be unconscious. The thing flickers. Geo holds his hand up and waves at you and says, You may back down at any moment. Turn around and leave. Anybody respond? I got a response. So it's my turn. All right. Well, then it's your turn. <laughs> um. Oh, I might take one for the team with this. Oh, no. Let's see. How far is he? He's far away. So. How far can I move? I uh, would say on your sheet under speed. Oh. Um, at the top. Oh, 30. 30 feet. Um, I gotta remember that dot. Okay, I'll, I think it was like right there. <sighs> I'm gonna cast Grease on Geo. Okay. 60 feet. And I uh, use my Firebolt cantrip. Okay. Um. Do do do. Nineteen. All right. First of all, Grease. Um. Are you using Firebolt as a as an as an act as a bonus action? Yeah. Can I use a cantrip as a bonus action? No. Okay. Well, then I just do the Grease. Then I literally am casting Grease all over this guy. All right. Yeah. That's so. The ground underneath where he is kind of turns to grease. It 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 goes. It becomes very slippery. You see him kind of uh, move his his foot, kind of slicking in this grease. And um, I think he needs to immediately make a dex save. Yes. Let's see. Um, what against what though? I guess against your spell save DC. What's your spell save DC? Where do I see that? It'll be the uh, on the spell page at the top. There are three boxes. I think it's the middle one. Uh, spell save DC is fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, Geo falls over. His legs go and he falls down. He is now prone. Um, on the ground, he falls hard. And uh, then it's your turn. You can do something else. If you want to do something else. Uh, what can I? I don't. I because you know I, I'm used to playing Ellie. I don't really know what I can do on a wizard. Uh, um, I can't some spell, spells but... have bonus actions, um, um, and probably that's it on a wizard. I doubt you have any actions or abilities that are bonus action stuff. So you'd have to check which of your spells um, have the bonus action. Tag. Uh, Glancing at what you've got there, I don't think any of them are bonus action. Okay. Shield is a reaction, so if you get hit by yeah. something, you can do that. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, if you see one, okay. I'll let you. I'll let you do it out in a second. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Lyra, give me a death saving throw, please. <laughs> you wake up. <gasps> there is a thing on you. You can see <laughs> that it that it has. Um, it stuck you with uh, like a, a stinging needle, it looks like. It doesn't look like you would find it on a natural creature. It looks literally like a needle. You can see that in the needle, there is 
um, some sort of horrible dark green fluid, a poison of some sort that you've been stuck with. Um, but you wake up, you are currently prone, and the uh, the thing is on you technically, but you are laying on the ground. Um, I th think you get a whole turn as well, if memory serves. You wake the fuck up on a natural 20, on a death yeah. save, and you get a whole turn. Okay. Um, can I get up? Is it preventing me from getting up? No. I, no I'm not just prone, not grappled? Yeah, it's okay. tiny. It's not very big. Okay. Um, then I... Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm going to do insightful fighting on Geo, actually. Uh, as a bonus action, you can make a wisdom check against a creature you can see that isn't incapacitated. Um, contested by the target's charisma deception check. If you succeed, you can use sneak attack against that target, even if you don't have advantage on the attack roll. You the benefit doing... will last for one minute. Sorry, what was it called? Insightful fighting. Insightful fighting. You gain the ability to decipher an opponent's tactics and develop a counter to them. Um, okay, you see him doing some strange things. He doesn't even yeah. look like he's trying to fight. He's messing around on the ground, and you see him yeah. bringing up that um, that glove that he's wearing. Yeah. Um, he looks like he's fucking with the glove. Um, then you see him reach into a pocket, and he pulls out a knife. Very small knife. Okay. Um... Yeah, I so I'm still gonna use this insightful fighting. So I think he needs to do. I do a wisdom. I make a wisdom against uh, oh, his charisma. charisma. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a twelve. Okay. Um, Seventeen. Okay. And you get one. So exactly. I get advantage on attacks on him for the next minute. Nice. And is that an action or are you doing that now? That's my bonus, bonus action. action. So now I'm going to attack him. Yes. Okay. Um, I will be using my rifle. Yep. Give me the attack roll. 20. 20 is a hit. Uh, okay, I need to roll a 1d10. And then I think I add sneak attack to this, right? Yes, because you have advantage. Yeah. Uh, okay, so on a D10 on a 1, the silenced rifle either makes a loud bang heard for 100 feet or it misfires player choice. Okay, so you don't do that. You get an 8, so give me all the damage and a sneak attack. Uh, I'm clicking the sneak attack, but nothing's happening. So do I just do the 2D6, right? Give me the damage and a 2D6, yeah. Four, you also get the damage from the rifle itself. Yeah. yeah, I hit the button, but it's not doing anything. So I was just waiting for a second to see if it would catch up. There we go. Uh, oh, it added it. Okay, hang on. What am I seeing here? Oh, there it is. Nine. There it, is. it just took a second. Oh, wait. Yeah. Two, nine, two, 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 nine and a five. We'll take the nine yeah, and the just five. Yeah, just ignore everything else that finally went through. So. Which is... Um, which is... Uh, 14. Yes. How do you kill him? Headshot. He's fucking around on the ground. He pulls out a knife. Um, and then 
bullet strikes him. You see his head knocked back immediately, the bullet coming out of the uh, exit wound at the back, and he falls dead. Creatures are still moving around you. Yeah. Um, uh, I have half movement left. I don't know what he was doing, but I... Yeah, um, I'm not going to move towards him. Um, I will try to move out of the way of this fucking beetle, though. Okay. Um, when I get the nat 20, do I get any HP back, or am I just on one? One. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, um... Uh, no, I'm not actually going to leave because he'll have opportunity, right? If I go? Because, yep. yep, then I'm going to stay here. All right. Cairo. Uh, first thing I do is say, we got we got to get that that glove. We got to get that glove off him. And I'm... Um, On it, if you can keep me safe. Which I'll is try. Hard. <laughs> I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on Lyra. Okay. Uh, so here's that. Oh, thank you. Oh my god. Because I'm not much of a healer. <laughs> there you go, for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't suppose I can. Cure wounds can't be bonus. I, I'm not sure on this character what. Uh, it no, can cure wounds can't is, do. A, is a. It's full an action. action. Yeah. Gotcha. It's healing word, which is a bonus heal. Gotcha. Um, right, so I can't do much else other than um, as a bonus action I will pluck uh, my bow which starts a a minute timer that I hope we can catch on the next round so yeah the um the uh yeah the creatures are still twisting and whirring and going crazy you manage to heal uh, Lyra a little and then in Fidelia it is your turn I'm going to immediately cast a Scorching Ray towards each of the beetles. I think there's, are there four beetles there are total? four, yeah. It says you're at a higher level. Here, I'll put it in the chat. It'll let me cancel. I swear one of these days I'll figure out how to use all of this stuff. Okay, I still don't but know how to use it. But what do I either. hit? Uh, let me read it again. So scorching, I think you just do it multiple times. You just hit the scorching ray button. In the, uh, let's see here. So you create she three rays. She shouldn't need to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, you can create one additional ray. Are you doing it at a high level? Yes. Okay. So you're doing it at second. In fact, I think, so as a warlock, you do everything at one flat level. It's not the same as everything else. Okay. So let me double check what that is for you. Um, let me just jump onto this page quicker and nope doesn't tell me okay warlock level three i think everything probably is cast at second level at level three but we'll find out um yes what levels so it's always everything you cast is at second level no matter what okay time um so on your core page in the mid- dead middle of the page, you'll see Scorching Ray under attacks and spellcasting. Mm-hmm. Try clicking that one. Okay. 
Yes, and then do it three times. We'll go clockwise on the left. As in the same, the attack rolls, not the damage. Oh, wait, oh, I'm actually, sorry. Wait, 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 no, you might be right. Three, uh, you hold them at a range, make a range spell attack for each ray. Yes, yeah, so each one has its own thing. So the first one was an 11 and the five, we'll do that. But roll, roll Scorching Ray three more times to determine which Okay. Hits. 11, 11, two more, is it doing it? I rolled, it was an eight. Maybe it just hasn't shown up for you yet. Oh, 11, eight, 11, you got one more. Okay. Oh. 25, Ooh. so the one on the far right that is in front of uh, uh, Hilda, the spider, is a hit. So okay. give me damage on that last one. Six. Six. This scorching ray, how does it look from you? Because it's probably somehow demonic. Yeah, I hold my hand up and I, I make a fist and I, I push it forward and it's like black lightning shoots from my hands and then it changes into flames as it gets closer to each of the spiders and dissipates before three of them, but then the last one it hits. Right. Yeah, they're like jumping around all over the place. Everything is moving ridiculously quickly. One of these scorching rays launches out. You see Hilda kind of bringing a scimitar up and then bam, you see it strike and ignite. Um, hitting and damaging this tiny little construct spider in the uh, in front of Hilda. So, one hit there. Lots of fire. Do you want to do anything on a bonus or maybe move? Let me see. I am... I'm just going to move full. No, I'm going to just move closer to Lyra and um, Cairo. So just a little bit closer to them, but to keep all of the spiders in my line of sight and to kind of watch where Errol's running to, to provide cover if I need to. Okay. Um, spider's turn. Which one? This one? Okay. Oh, nasty little shit. Okay, spider one, which is in front of Hilda, is going to attempt to use its trimming blades to attack rolls. So 23 and a 14 against Hilda, which Hilda has an AC of 16. So one hit on that one. Uh, on hit possible unmaking, it says, which sounds fun, wouldn't you say? 10 slashing damage dealt to her. And then... Um, Okay, so that was a 23. Yes, this is gonna happen. When the trimming blade attack roll exceeds the target's AC by five or more, they must succeed on a DC 13 dex save. Y'all do now. This is what happened to me while I was gone, right? I'm assuming. Nope. Oh, okay. Did succeed on it. So this thing kind of just launches out a horrible little blade. Um, you were attacked by a beetle. This is a spider. Oh, okay. Perhaps. The thing slashes at, at Hilda. It deals 10 damage, which is a lot, by the way, because remember, you're level 3. You're not your usual level 5 or 6 selves. And um, the next spider goes. Next spider rushes towards Cairo. Oh, wait, hang on. Nope. Towards Infidelia. 45 feet. How, how much can you move? All right. 
No, actually, yeah, towards Infidelia, which means it gets up to you, Infidelia. It gets behind you. You hear the skittering noise of these little metallic legs running around behind you. Ding, 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 ding. Um, it gets to you, but doesn't do anything. Um, and then the final beetle launches its way towards... Cairo. Cairo. A beetle flies towards you. It is going to try and bite you. On a nine, it buzzes past you. You feel the uh, the thing fly towards you. Maybe you just turn your head instinctively and it flies past. You hear, just left of your ear, a little of these um, metallic mandibles as they bite oh, at you. And you just about manage to avoid being hit by them. Bringing us back around to the top of the round, but sort of not the top of the round. Uh, let's see, who is first in the turn order? Errol Pay, roll me a d4. Two. Yeah. There is a... That whirring sound, that's yeah. the humming, gets significantly louder. Um, Shit. From, uh, from what sounds like not just inside the, uh, the, the sphere in front of you, but also... Um, from underneath you there is a rumbling now um, as if it's drawing energy in and it is Hilda's turn um, Hilda I guess is just going to attack what does Hilda do uh, yeah two, two attacks two wow crit on the second one which is going to deal uh, 16 damage. You see her spin these swords around, one flying towards the spider. It avoids it, but you see that it's a feint as she brings the, th the second sword of hers up and strikes the, uh, the little Arcanine spider here. Wow, that was a lot of damage, but not enough. You see it kind of just like cleave half of this thing off of it. Um, you see its legs break and part of the side of it break away. You can see some exposed um, elements from inside. Some steam pops out from somewhere within it. Um, but it's still kind of moving. It kind of drags itself on the remaining legs, turns sideways, adjusts itself and starts running kind of up on its remaining four legs on one side um, towards where she is. Um, the beetle, which is in front of Lyra and programmed to kill Lyra, is going to try and bite Lyra again on a 15. That's where I see. Makes it, breaks it. The bite again. This thing whirring and, and, and twisting and spinning around in front of you suddenly rights itself. It brings that kind of needle forward and launches it towards you. You feel those mandibles clamp down. You feel the needle um, bite into your skin at another port portion of your body and it deals 16 damage in total 14 piercing and 2 poison damage to you which I'm guessing knocks you on your ass again same thing I think it moves way too quickly you see Lyra um, fire off a shot you see uh, Geo's head kind of explode and then this thing attaches to her and she closes her eyes and falls to one side as she is once again knocked unconscious bringing us to Errol Pay. The only person not being targeted right now by one of these things. Um, can I use? Can I go sixty feet? Um, like, yeah. Like use you my can. action as well. Yeah, if 
you do your action to I'm, dash. I'm going straight to him, which I think is... He was 60 feet, so that's right before 60 feet. Okay. Yeah, and you run. You just see Errol Page just dashing. Everyone spinning around, dealing with these bugs and the whirring, and that rumbling kicks up as Errol Page runs all the way over to Geo's body. Is that all I can do? Because I want to try and take the glove. You can do it on your next turn, yeah. Okay. Dang it. Okay. Uh, Lyra, give me another death save. Uh, 12 is a make. You're still unconscious, so mark on the little thing. One make. Bringing us to Cairo again. Right. Um... Remind me of the debuff for damage for a short bow. Like, how many feet I have to be away to do full damage. Isn't it like 10 feet or something? Oh, if you... Uh, yeah, you have disadvantage on, on things that are right next to you Within in melee, melee range. range. Yeah. Okay, so this guy south of me uh, that tried to attack me, I can hit without uh, um, disadvantage, right? Yeah, you can hit any or... of them but this one. The one that's just gotcha. north of you, yeah. You okay. can hit all of these three. Um, the one that is programmed to hit me, I'm going to go for because Lyra is down. So presumably that one's not going to try and eat her. And uh, I'm going to do... Yeah. You're going for this yeah. one here in front of you. This is the one, the only one you'll have disadvantage on. Yeah, no, I'm not going for that. I'm going for go the for one south one? of me. Okay. Yeah. That one's actually oh, the one so the one south of me is not the beetle that went for this me. This is the one that went for you. Yeah. It's okay. just flying around so, your head within five feet of you. Got you. I'm going for the one um, south of me then, not the one that, that went for me. Okay. I thought it whizzed past when it tried to get me. Um, yeah. I'm going to do... I plucked my bow, so I have that additional five damage yep. if I hit. Also going to do Hunter's Mark on this beetle. Um, and then Songbow. Okay. Me to attack roll. 21. 21. That's a hit. All right. So uh, the damage... Um will be plus five from Songbo and then Hunter's Mark as well, right? So, oh boy. Uh, um, so that would be eight piercing plus five is 13 plus two is 13, 14, 15. Am I mathing that right? I believe so. I think you can tick that Colossus Slayer on and off, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, where the hell is so that? In the... Oh yeah, yeah. Get in the middle can. of the screen. If you tick that yeah, off, cool if you if you hit a creature that has lost some hit points, you get the extra Colossus Slayer that this one has. Right. It you has hit a damage not. when it does more. So we're going the Colossus for... Slayer. You get the eight. You get the two. Um, and also, do you say you get an extra five? I do get five from Songbow, and that only lasts a minute. So. Okay. Fifteen damage. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think um, you fire off an arrow. There's a there's a, a song that follows the arrow through the air as this thing is launched towards the, um, the spider, which is trying to bite at Infidelia. The same thing happens, I think, as with Hilda in that you, you just destroy the back end of it. You see the abdomen of this spider kind of explode into parts. Um, but it still seems to be functioning well enough that it's kind of just trying to repeatedly bite towards where Infidelia is and spin okay. these little horrible spinning blades that it's that it's pulled out of its body and it's whirring towards where Infidelia is. Um, but yeah, you damage it up pretty good. Okay. And that brings us to Infidelia's turn. Okay, so there's the one that's trying to bite me, right? Yep. Um, I'd like to do Chill Touch on it. <sighs> no, never mind. Well... 
Okay, it's a machine. It's clearly a machine, right? Yep. Okay. All right, so this deals necrotic damage. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm using logic. It's not going to damage a machine. So. Oh. I see what you're thinking here. Yeah. yeah. So I. Let's find out. So you create a, a <laughs> go, I'm sorry. These are new skills I'm learning. You're, you create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 necrotic damage. Um, Alright, my logic yeah. tells me that machines don't take necrotic damage very well. But they can rust! Yeah, no, you, can, you can damage it. It will work. With necrotic? Yeah. D&D's weird. Okay, well then, if I know that as Infidelia, because... I would assume that I would. Katie knows it as necrotic damage of flesh, so that's not, that's where my brain was getting stuck. I'm going to cast um, Chill Touch on the one right trying to bite me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean the attack roll, is it an attack roll? Let's see. Okay, sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's okay, I didn't know either. 11. 11 is a miss anyway. You presumably try and grab at it to try and apply the chill touch to it and it just kind of does a horrible twisting kind of cartwheel on its horrible little legs twisting around out of the way of you again it moves really quickly these things are absurdly fast they only stop to attack other than that they're pretty hard to track through the air um you still have a bonus action or possible movement yeah but if i move away from it it can hit me right yeah so i'm I am. I'm just gonna stand here and brace. In as in Fidelia, I'm just gonna brace for the attack because I don't want to. I don't want to provoke it and run away from it. Okay. End your turn. Mm-hmm. All right. It's gonna try and get you back. Um, with its horrible little blades here. Two attacks coming in. A 19 and a 13 towards your AC. What is your AC? Thirteen. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't unmute myself. I'm just struggling right now. Um, all right, two hits. Uh, one and a two, and your AC is thirteen. So that means you need to make me a deck. Uh, nope. A wait. Uh, yes, a dexterity saving throw, please. You've got to be a thirteen. 15. Nice. So you just take the damage, which is 20 slashing damage in total. Cool. Um, yeah, just uh, it's just got like these tiny little blades that have been pulled out from nowhere within its body and they're just spinning around and now they're just cutting through everything. They're unbelievably sharp. They're just slicing through your robes and your armor um, and uh, dealing untold amounts of damage. The other one's gonna do the same thing with Hilda again. Wow, that's a crit. Let's see, that murders her. Um, well, no, wow, that's impressive. I think that literally reduces her to one HP. Um, but she does have to make a dex save again. And on an eight, she fails. 
what happens? Oh, she loses a possession. Well, she's going to really be happy about that when she comes back next week as this thing cuts straight through and destroys her light crossbow. Um, you see it cut through all of her stuff. She's dancing out of the way and then it slices through... Um, uh, not just... She, it slices through the crossbow. You see part of the crossbow break off of the bottom and then the, uh, the blade stick into her side. She lets out a cry as she's dancing away from it. Um, and then she does the classic like anime wipe blood from her mouth type thing as she's still standing on 1 HP over there. Um, and then Beetle attempting to attack uh, Cairo is going to try and bite you too. On an 8, I'm guessing it misses. It misses. Alright, brings us to Hilda who's going to try and hit again. A 20 is a hit. And a 14 is a miss. So she gets one hit, dealing 11. In fact, she destroys this one. You see her kind of like dance away from this thing that has messed her up, broken the crossbow. She brings one of those swords down and it explodes uh, the, um, the spider. It just explodes into flame from the flame swords and the um, bits of, of arcanai and, and junk and construct that make up the spider there. She destroys one of them and then promptly sits down uh, from wounds, horrible wounds. And then the other beetle here is going to, well, it just gets to continue to deal damage to, uh, to Lyra on the ground. Um, now, do you get one or two fails when you take damage on the ground? I think you just immediately take a fail. Uh, but I can't remember if it's one or two. Chat will tell me in two seconds, because they love doing that. Um, this thing is just uh, its just relentless. You see it kind of, uh, its little mandibles biting at, um, at Lyra, and it starts to kind of burrow its way in. You know, like those scarabs from The Mummy? Do you remember that movie? And uh, it starts to just tear Keep out. face. Tear <laughs> out like, flesh. Is that even a question? <laughs> it's like her favorite movie. Tear, yeah, you know when they go under the skin? It's trying to do that. Uh, and you take one automatic fail. And <laughs> that brings us to Errol Pay, who is certainly... What are you trying to do first? Are you putting it on or destroying it? Um... Well, I'm gonna... Uh, if I put it on, do I think I can, can you know, stop these things? Uh, that's what I'm asking you. Do you think you can put it on and stop these things? I'm gonna roll to see if I can, if I know this. <laughs> you, you can't roll. You've got to make a choice now. Do you want to destroy it or do you want to... put it on! Put it on, okay. I put the gauntlet on and I snap my fingers. <laughs> yes, give me an investigation check for that. Roll. Okay. Crit. Fucking, what do you want to do? You have control of them. I want them all to spontaneously combust. <laughs> okay. And that's what happens. They all just explode. Uh, even the one that's busted up blows up too. The uh, the things um, uh, she just she just knows innately how to control. You just see this thing; it's quite a simple thing. If an idiot like Geo can use it, you can use it, right? You click a, a button, basically, you and all four of these things self-destruct um, and explode. They're not like exploding in some horrible way that's going to deal any further damage to the others or anything like that. But they do immediately. Um, become destroyed and um, yeah the, the the glove itself kind of powers down um, you you get the sensation that this is the last of the Arcanite things within its range that it can control 
Um, but it might still come in handy later on or something, so you can keep it. Just I start um, wiping the grease away. Like, oh, this <laughs> right, is yeah. You can add Arcanai glove to your uh, your um, thing, and okay. uh, Lyra is still dying. Yeah, I rush me... over to Lyra. <laughs> oh, she's gonna do me one death saving time. Okay. Okay, you can rush over to Lyra now. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I was freaking out. And what do you do? Cure wounds. Cure wounds. Oh, the um, reason I rushed over is so I could pull her a little ways away from the heat of the whoosie Um Because yeah, I can yeah, do cure yeah. wounds from a distance. I want to get her a little ways away from the yeah the splooties yeah. in case they do any more splooting. No, they're, they're all busted up. They're sitting on the ground. They're all kind of like fizzing and whirring. Um, the, the smoke pouring up from whatever small thing in them that are, they each have a, a thing like a small explosive in them that allows them to to detonate and, and self-destruct um however as soon as we see you do that um we we see you heal lyra lyra you kind of you go, <gasps> once again wake up there's a thing on you that's burning um and it hurts and you've got a terrible wound in uh probably in in the top of your chest near your, where your shoulder is um in Fidelia, you've got some wounds on you. Hilda's looking kind of messed up too. Errol Pay looks like she's having a great time with new toys. And um, Cairo also looks suspiciously okay um, after such a horrible attack. And uh, then you hear this, um, this thing. It's totally drawing energy in from somewhere nearby. You can sense now that this, this machine around you is certainly active. Um, and uh, then you hear a voice from, from within it um, speaking out as if it's speaking through um, some sort of um, uh, enhanced uh, thaumaturgy, some sort of system that's allowing him to speak out. You hear a voice that you don't recognize say, For Hannah, for all those taken from us by the gods, today we free ourselves from their grip from their total rule. The gods fear our power. They pushed us from it once before. Look around you. They used our fear to keep us in the mud, in the dirt. But we have ascended. We have matched them. Last week we surpassed them and today we destroy them. Today we become them. The machine continues to build energy and power you can sense that rumbling from from underneath you as it starts to draw in energy there's a crackling some of the um some of the uh pipes and the wiring and things begin to um spark there is like an electricity coming from them the the large towers that are sticking up out of the ground there are four of them that you can see that seem to have been embedded in the ground in some way um, they turn a uh, a red and then a white as if they're that hot they're super heating um, there is uh, a sense from all around you as as your hairs on your arms begin to lift of 
just a deep energy of some sort, probably arcane Errol Pay, you're pretty sure it's definitely drawing magic from a source underneath where you are and pulling it up into this sphere near where you are. What do you guys want to do? We didn't stop it. Errol, burn that thing up. Um, how damaged does a little section I burned up look? Super damaged, but it looks like you've only got a tiny bit of it. This thing, there's loads of this machine. You could repeatedly do it, but it's up to you. There's a hole in it, right? You, you busted a tiny little bit of it up. If you were looking at this as like a percentage thing, you've destroyed like 2%. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, okay, so what if, can I do locate object to find the, a sort of way to power this down or stop it, or maybe like a way to stop it? Yeah, you're doing the spell? Yeah. I think locate object, you need to know like, Oh, I need to know what it is. thing you're looking for specifically. Let me check, because sometimes they, they have uh, a description that lets you do it. I can't remember. Okay, object. Describe uh, or name an object that is familiar to you. That's the issue. Oh, okay. Since the direction of the object. Can I do identify on this thing? Uh, the spell identify object? Yes. Or identify. Is there a, oh, that's a different spell. Identify. There. You choose an object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn the properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement and how many charges it has, blah, blah, blah. You can do that, but do you walk all the way over to this thing and touch it? I... Does it look like it's... I touch it with the gauntlet. Are you going all the... Like, are you... Because you're still pretty far away from, like, we're, set, we're treating this as if it's still, like, oh, 100 yeah. feet away. Yeah, I think I, I think that I would run over. Okay. I'm the closest to it anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. as you run over to it, you are able to see up into this thing. Um, when you uh, look up inside it, you see a secondary sphere on the inside, also kind of suspended and hanging. Um, the metal casing around it is now crackling with energy on the inside. Um, there is. Uh, a, a second suspended sphere, same thing, kind of ramshackle, pulled together, lots of wires, suspended um, wires, um, crisscrossing like a spider web from the outside to the center. Um, inside, the, uh, inside the core of this thing, you can see a man in there, inside the center of the secondary sphere. He is... Uh, looking at you as soon as you walk in and you're moving forward with this with this gauntleted hand out and you can see this man has all these kind of arcane lines up his body the metal from bits of this um machine are uh, attached to him in in him um coming out of him you can't see his legs they're completely ensconced in in this uh, metal you continue to run forward and he watches you there's a light kind of glow um, blue that begins to burn a little bit. You can see his body catching fire in places and you can see that he's been burned before. He's actually covered in kind of bloodied and scorched bandages. Almost all of his body is covered in it. You can see his eyes. You can see parts of his skin. Um, his eyes actually look white um, and 
pretty much everywhere on him you can see scorch marks. There's no hair on his body whatsoever, and he's wearing um, kind of robes, but they're not really fitted to his body. They're just kind of placed upon him. And you can see that the, the thing is kind of holding his body in his arms aloft. He's hung there with almost the appearance of flight as you get underneath this thing and put your hand out as if to touch and identify the machine. Um, you can see now that the top of his head has great big tubes um, attached to what looked like a helm of some kind that has also been almost kind of welded to um, the top of his head as if it was burned uh, skin that's holding it in place more so than anything else. The um, salvaged parts of the machine are kind of whirring and buzzing and you get closer and closer and you can feel that energy reaching up and as you touch the edge of the machine here, the inside of this machine ignites. There is white light and fire from inside the sphere and from underneath the sphere. It looks like Errol ran in, touched this thing, and then there's an almost uh, like a rocket ignition for the rest of you that are watching her as she runs in there and then she's covered in fire and then a bright white light shines out from pretty much all around this thing and that's where we're going to end today's session holy shit well this just got real uh. er. <laughs> oh boy a god killing machine oh yeah right here of course in front of us and it's only two percent destroyed what campaign do you think this is i'm not freaking out <laughs> welcome <laughs> to what set off dying order <laughs> and uh yes we will return to the b team next week what you cried yes <laughs> we cried back that's correct uh, you know what? I want to see. I want to see that fan art again. That was some cool fan art. There it is. Yeah. You like this song? Peachy made this song for me. It's so good. Ooh, it's damn good. Um, all right. So let's do a quick round of shout outs and uh, we'll continue with whatever the hell just happened next week. Um, thanks for watching, watchers. Thanks for playing, players. Let's start with the uh, the 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 last one to do something Errol pay <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm I almost say spoilers heaven. you're going to heaven I'm going yeah. to heaven one of you had to go up and see the others hang out yeah uh, I'm Pocket you can find me uh, on Twitter or Twitch at Pocket with two K's instead of a CK and I might be back next week mm. what happened I don't know mm. huh yeah. And this is banana. Nice. This um, is actual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what about you, KPP? Hi, I'm Katie Peters Plays, and I played Shrek today. Hmm. Um, no, I played Infidelia Gasgold, and I want to make dead things come alive, but I don't think I can do that yet. Maybe someday I can. It would have been with, awesome with if you it. did it. Oh, that would have been so cool. I didn't think it would happen, but yeah. uh, maybe sometime. So, yeah, I play video games on my stream, and I'm here sometimes for Gone on Wednesdays. So come hang out if you'd like. Yeah. Um, 
special guest Tuesday Gray. Thanks for watching, guys. I'm Tuesday Gray, and you can find me on Twitch and Twitter under that name and here next week. Yes, she will return. Um, unlike Errol Pay. Ah. Um, no, it's just a, it's just a me. Maybe it'll be back. Uh, who knows? Uh, I got to snap my fingers and kill things, so you I did was get pretty happy. Yeah, oh, by the way, that's like exactly today. how you were supposed to deal with that fight, by the way. Nice. Um, like, <laughs> just so you know, because sometimes I'm like, oh, are they going to work it out or are they just going to die? Because these things are pretty strong. They do a lot of damage for these little, like... Oh, I immediately was going to kill him and then go for the claw. Right, I assumed that maybe you would go for that, because I knew that if I put him there, you'd want to kill him. Um, but then obviously you have the threat of these things that are attacking you, so sometimes you're like, oh, we got to kill these first and stuff. But, like, their target, they were, he can change targets if he's alive. If you kill him, then they're just targeting whoever he targets first. And I had it target, it was going to target those of you that aren't the wizard who can control and Thanos snap the things to death. Um, which is, so pretty much that's exactly like, if I was to write down the best possible way to deal with that combat, that would pretty much have been it. Have someone with a ranged weapon take him out so that Errol Pay can grab it and turn him off. You know, that's essentially what was supposed to happen there um and it did yeah i very rarely look at team comp and go what's the best way to present an interesting fight for this team composition but i thought since the inquisition is somewhat about team comp and that's the point in a way um that it would be more fun to do that because there's a well, lot less two crits definitely help you critting and getting back up pb and then and obviously me crit mm -hmm. critting the investigation. Fucking wild yeah yeah because you wouldn't have gotten that headshot um there you go speaking of pb going on oh good lord that was intense um probably i'd say other than rin in Darkfire, there's like one epic thing that happened that i'm not going to spoil i've n i've never ever had anything that crazy happen before mm. where i got killed in one hit rolled an at 20 got back up and then killed the boss in one hit like what the fuck I went back that was so cool <laughs> more rogues for me please oh uh, yeah um but yeah uh other other than that i hi i'm pumpkinberry i am here on uh oh boy next week's gonna be wild i'm here next week on wednesday jamming gone our surreal thriller and then i'm also jamming a nocturne one shot the very next day on thursday i'm insane uh, and then oh, I'm yes. back again on Friday for a facade where I'm a player. Um, so I'm very, very excited for next week. Um, on my channel, I'm just starting through playing through Crisis Core. Um, oh, and then tomorrow? Gonna... Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay. I'm excited. Sorry, I am a Final Fantasy VII fan, boy. Yeah. And then I will be hitting the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, my God. All right. What time tomorrow? Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Hmm. Suspiciously when yeah. I'm ending my stream so that I can tune in. Um, all right. Well, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. What more is there to conclude? They cried in the chat. Well, <laughs> there's only one way to find out, and that's to tune in next time. And then uh, the week after, we will return to the main crew and see what those guys are up to, wherever they are. No one knows. Not even me, really. I'm not sure what you did. I think you created your own plane of existence, um, which is fun. Don't know what we mean. Go back and watch the main campaign. A-team. I don't know what to call you because you're not the A-team. Main team. Main team. From Maine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the, main, the team from Maine. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. I hope you mildly enjoyed yourselves, and we shall return on Tuesday 
for witchcraft and wizardry. Peace out. And thank you so much for hanging out. Bye. Don't forget the Nocturne one shot on Thursday. Write it down. Yes, 4.30 Eastern. 4.30 in this channel. 4.30 on 4.30. Bye.